Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast contains accounts of alleged sexual assault as well as sex trafficking and abuse. Listener discretion for that reason is advised. Welcome in. Look at that. It's January. It was January. It's February now, but let's look at January. It's the Coltaholic.com month in review. This is where we look yeah. back on... Yeah, yeah. Yes. Come Get, on. Come on. Get a month. Come on. It's where we go through the biggest stories, the moving, the shaking, uh, the heartbreaking from the world of wrestling through the eyes and the clicks of Coltaholic.com. We can't do that uh, without that Fraser... <laughs> You a handkerchief? Do it a kitchen roll. Okay. <laughs> I just thought that was a really nicely designed personal handkerchief. <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to sneeze currently. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, somebody who is not allergic to the breaking news. It oh. is, of course, Fraser Porter on my very good, far left. Good morning, Tom. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I'm excited to be here to talk all things January because it's the greatest month of the year is it, it well no. it's certainly the longest it's only just Definitely finished uh, and we can't do it Fraser Porter without the cultaholic.com tribal editor in chief who apparently has allergies up today as well as breaking news stories it's Aidan Gibbons hello Tom yes my allergies are gone now oh. I am a perfectly healthy person and may sneeze later instead <laughs> in the industry we call that a hook and a tease what, what are you allergic to Nothing, really. Oh, work. oh no, tell a lie. <laughs> I'm, I'm allergic to penicillin. Ooh. Oh, is it penicillin? Do you, like, I, well, I feel like you should know which one it is. That's something that's important to know, it, definitely. It was when I got swine flu, back when that was a thing. <laughs> you have, of course, you had swine flu. Of course you had swine flu. So when I had swine flu, where was it, 2010? I don't know anyone, 2009. I don't no, know no, it, it, it couldn't have been penicillin, that's for antibiotics. He was going to say. It was whatever antiviral thing they gave me just made me more ill. So there, oh. there I was, 40 degrees, really warm. Yeah. Had to cut the cool me down. Horrible. I'm just picturing you like in, in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory where she swells up like a blue raspberry. Just <laughs> <laughs> rolling her down yeah. the hill. Uh, we were meant to do this a couple of days ago. I had it in my diary to record it last Friday. But it turned out that my good lady, uh, as a way of celebrating my 40th birthday, had booked the day off work for me Friday. And... 
uh, I ended up going away for a lovely surprise oh, weekend, which was nice. Did you sod. have many massages? Had a lovely spa weekend. What What did the spa entail? Tell us. Uh, it was a lo- lovely heated pool. Ooh. It was uh, a lovely long massage as well. It was some lovely drinks. It was some lovely food. Alex arranged for my best man from a wedding to turn up on the Friday night and have dinner with us, which was a lovely little surprise. Did he know about this? Or did she just kidnapped him <laughs> yeah. no, it was, so it was it was mainly a weekend just completely switching off which was lovely nice. spent most of saturday in an outdoor hydro pool with with drinks it was lovely my my vision of what you would do on a, a switched off weekend is you're full out on the table massaged still presenting bbc radio <laughs> 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 underneath the table with a microphone we're just going into uh, this song uh, <laughs> can't confirm or deny yeah. that i may not have done that but of course news broke over the weekend which we're not going to talk about today because it happened in february it did uh, which didn't mean which meant i didn't quite switch off because my head was then turning on that but regardless a lovely weekend away yeah. uh fraser porter congratulations on the success of over the top thank rope you. thank you which i know has been a documentary film presentation project that uh, you've poured a lot of your love into lately. yeah it's it's been it's been nice to see the reception it's been overwhelmingly positive which is good there's not been a single negative one so come on guys <laughs> what are you playing at try on um it, yeah it's really cool to see um i'm glad it's out there now it's been an, about a month and a half of just non-stop work on it. Um, but I'm really pleased with the end result. So go and watch it. It's on the channel now. It's called Over the Top Rope. Why is the WWE Royal Rumble special? Comma, or line, a wrestling documentary. Oh. So go and check that out. It's really cool. There's And if you were at Box Park at Wembley for the Royal Rumble, which Tom was, I was, and a bunch of others were, you might see yourself. There's lots of, a lot of people pop up in that. It also features Dylan Postel, former Hornswoggle. Damn right, it does. Uh, it features Maven Huffman. <laughs> it does. The YouTube sensation, Maven Huffman. My God, he gets the views. He really does. And it features WWE star Kevin Owens. I mean, it you're missing really the cool. biggest star there, Tom. It's got the back of my head. It's got the, it has it got the back of your head. It's got the back of your head. Your head. Um, it, yeah, we filmed in the office briefly. Aiden's the star of the show. Don't about me this. <laughs> There was someone who, who was having a go at someone who was sat at their old desk, and that was Jack Atkins, who used to be on this, but he mm. won't end today, actually. But we had to bin him off. Actually, I was going to say, because I've watched that documentary, and yeah. I watched that and went, I don't know who that is. <laughs> right. Who was sat at Jack Atkins' desk. Yeah. I don't... I, 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 I'm here quite a lot. I didn't know who that was. I'm not saying... That's an amazing little Easter egg. There's yeah. someone in there who I don't think is an employee. No, they're, <laughs> they're employees. No, they do, Are they? They do yeah, work they do here. Work here. <laughs> I didn't recognise the they back of their head. Here. Yeah, yeah. They, they are staff that you have known for a while. Is it Pierce? Yeah. Was it Pierce? <laughs> <laughs> in my head, I'm going, oh, it's Pierce, but because he was somewhere different. It's a bit like that episode of Hey Arnold where he's wearing a different coloured shirt. That's where he sits. So is me off. That's where he sits. No, don't know. Don't you dare. No. Oh, so he sits. Well, it's not as bad as Luke. He thought it was Ashton. Yeah, he did think it was Ashton. <laughs> um, but we we got a message from Jack Atkins. A telegram was received this oh! morning on my desk from Cape Town, South Africa, dated February 5th, 2024. So he wrote it yesterday, arrived this morning. He said, all for crying out loud. Couldn't have, couldn't have a quiet start to the year, could we? Oh, no. Instead, we had to wade through TV deals, the unveiling of an executive board member, and other stuff that takes attention away from what we're all, in fact, here for. Big silly bastards twatting each other in the name of entertainment. 
Let's hope the business gives a dignified, enjoyable 2024 because fucking hell, it started horribly. Disgruntled as ever, Bob Hatred. <laughs> P.S. Congratulations to Fraser Porter on your hard-fought Rumble Doc. Congratulations to Tom on your hard-fought half-day off on your actual 40th <laughs> fucking birthday, you <laughs> lunatic. And congratulations to Aidan Gibbons for not collapsing into a heap after a heavy, heavy week of news. And congratulations to me... Bob Hatred for being handsome and kind. <laughs> <laughs> He's so handsome and kind. He Congratulations is. all round. We, would... we do say how handsome and kind that man is. Always. Uh, thank you, Bob Hatred. Thank you, you, for joining us. This is where we are going to go through some of the big news stories of January. And, I mean, Aidan Gibbons, over to you to start it, because I think the way that you... Because Aidan provides us with notes for these, uh, for these special podcast presentations. And this is the, the thickest note that I have been handed in quite some time. He's yes. a sick boy. It, it's a big bumper edition. It is a bumper edition because uh, a lot went down in January, didn't it? Yes. We're not going to start where everyone's probably expecting us to start. Where we're going to start is WWE have announced a deal with Netflix, of all people. Yeah. Well, all people, all companies. They're not human beings. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they are not people. It was Tuesday, January 23rd. It was already shaping up to be a busy day because we'd heard about The Rock joining the TKO Board of Directors. More on that Ooh. later. But then literally about, about an hour, 45 minutes later, we're all sitting there thinking, we'll have some lunch now. And there's no time for lunch. WWE announced Monday Night Raw will air on Netflix from January 2025 in the US, UK, Canada, other countries around the world. Around the world? Around the, the world! The world! You around the world! And world at the yes, same so time, the world, that's what we're having. Um, it's got much greater international implications, particularly for the United Kingdom as Netflix from January 2025 will also do SmackDown, NXT, and premium live events. So everything for us, the network is going to be finished. No more. Mm -hmm. Dead, kaput. No mass. And we'll all hopefully Adam pay for our Netflix subscriptions instead. Nef oh. Netflix is going to be it's going to be great to have all, all of it in one place on Netflix alongside yeah. Stranger Things. You know, we've, it's all going to be on one, one app. Battleground 2017 with... <laughs> The one you kept in the, the notebook. Girls. The notebook, yeah. It's going to be weird seeing the notebook in like, fucking Rise and Fall of Paul Heyman. <laughs> whatever it is. The rise and Fall of ECW. It, it came out of nowhere, it seems, but it's one of these deals that has been apparently on the periphery. They've been uh, speaking to WBD. They've been speaking to Disney to possibly have uh, uh, WWE television on FX. So the Netflix one was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, like Netflix wasn't really expected at all. Um, but it suddenly emerged basically after the deal was that Netflix was who WWE wanted all along, purely because of the massive exposure you can get from it. In terms of the deal, it's 10 years and worth $5 billion. But it's a bit weird because it could end after five years. Netflix has an opt-out, but they also have an extension. So it could be until 2045 on Netflix if they really wanted to. Uh, we don't quite know the the actual like terms of the deals for that extension, but the deal itself, the raw side, Ari Emanuel, the TKO CEO, he said it was in line with Wall Street expectations, which was around three hundred eighty-seven million per year. That's specifically for Monday Night Raw. The deal might not be as good as that for Raw itself, though. Renewed estimations. So, WrestleNomics suggested it was a thirty percent increase from the current deal with USA Network, which is $265 million per year. I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at one out. <laughs> Brandon Ross of Lightshed Partners had a similar conclusion, but David Baldini of PW Insider, he said it's about a 33% increase. Right. So what this means is raw Netflix, specifically, is $345 million per year. 
while a 20% increase around, let's say it's a little bit lower, 318 million. Oh, okay. So they, they go back a little bit. Yeah, so they're actually less. Um, so it's more than what the current deal is, but less than expectations. But I think because of the way they've essentially packaged it all together, Wall Street's gone, that's a lovely bit of chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's. A, I mean, it's still... A, <laughs> I think it's the terminology. A very, very good deal for them overall, right? Compared to what they've had in the past. Netflix probably has the biggest worldwide exposure for them. It's like as have. big as cable, isn't it? Like in terms of subscribers. Well, it's it's we're reaching a point now where this crossover is coming. I spoke to Brandon Thurston and myself from WrestleNomics uh, for a <clears throat> a special podcast we did on the Netflix deal, mm-hmm. and he said that Netflix subscribers are growing, not at a rapid rate, but they are gradually growing everyone's already got it yeah that's this is less houses really to get it meanwhile cable is dramatically declining oh yeah so we're gonna see a crossover point where the number of houses that have netflix outnumber the amount of houses that have cable and this deal potentially could be be a potential death knell to cable because if it works out and and they they make money on it and it and it serves WWE and Netflix well we will see a lot of other live programming potentially consider their options with streaming platforms which is which they've only started to do really in the yes. last couple of years we've seen it with Amazon Prime they've got some of the football on there they've had rugby in the past and tennis uh, apple tv's got the mls yes um netflix themselves have done the netflix cup which is a golf tournament Mm-hmm. And then they've got, I think it's a football match or something they've got coming up on, on Netflix to test out their live streaming. But it will be very, very interesting to see how many... Will Netflix start doing linear TV? Like, It's basically what it's all becoming, isn't it, in a way? Like, streaming services are just the new cable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all like, hey, do you want ads? No, we, did, we didn't want ads, but now we're all getting we're ads. We're all getting ads unless you pay more. And then it's like, well... Actually, it's going to cost more than what Cable did in the first yeah. place, or Sky for us. When we first got these streaming platforms, it was the idea of you can watch whatever you want, whenever you want. Mm-hmm. And as time has gone on, they have turned what was the escape into a unique seller in the sense they go, because you can now on streaming platforms have almost like TV channels that just have the shows running. Channel 4 announced a few mm-hmm. days ago that there are plans to completely overhaul their digital first Again. proposal again <laughs> yeah. uh, and have things like a married at was it a married at first, married at first sight, sight channel yeah. Yeah. which just plays episodes of married at first yeah. sight so like, like pluto tv yeah, like pluto tv yeah so that's become what people were were leaving cable to escape from streaming platforms are now going oh we can do that for you and linear tv seems to be trending or appointment tv seems to be trending recently you know you've had the the traitors people had oh, that, re- really good the really traitors. great and that that seemed to be if you look at last year's stats they were down at like a million viewers it's like oh but like six seven million per yeah. episode each night of the week because people are sitting down going oh nine o'clock watch let's get the tv on it's not like it, it seems to be netflix may with this wwe deal benefit from it and WWE may be benefit as well of folk going right nine o'clock sit down let's watch it maybe less over here because of what time it's on but it might being on a streamer it might also help on the on on demand stuff because you know exactly where to go for it but also you'll know oh it's it's coming up for one o'clock where can i watch this not on a different website that people watch wrestling on but like you can do it on netflix at one Uh, yeah um it's true and netflix as well for netflix it's it's a great deal because the Netflix Cup got a lot of grief because yep. the production value wasn't great. It was a little bit shonky. 
And with this, they haven't got to worry about any of that. They've just got a broadcast. All they need is just to be the host. And WWE handles all the yeah. production. They just need to have space on their server to live stream it. And off they go. It's a great deal for Netflix. It'll mm-hmm. be weird watching the first WrestleMania on Netflix. Yeah. 2025. Does it does it almost do away with the importance of pay-per-view? This is I mean it's, I call it pay-per-view but we even the word not pay-per-view is not gone yeah. yeah, but it feels even more so now that I, I guess maybe because for us we have well, you've got the network but you can't watch raw on the network until yeah. several weeks after. The idea of having Netflix which shows raw immediately on a Monday night and then the pay-per-view on the Saturday night does it, it you think what's the point of the pay-per-view? <laughs> It's a little bit, yeah, I guess so. Although I, I guess if, if you just want to buy the pay-per-view um, and, and you're not a regular watcher, like to just to go back to that documentary, the Rumble one, that also Rumble appeals to f- people that aren't regular watchers. Very so true. maybe the pay-per-view will be a very, very niche for people that go, okay, well, WrestleMania's on this week. I'll pay £15. But they've likely already got Netflix. So maybe that maybe this is the final blow to regular pay-per-view content. You would imagine they'll want to keep it just on the off chance folk want to buy it, though. Uh, Netflix has proved to be really important to wrestling. There's been lots of wrestling-based TV shows that they've uh, they've they've dabbled with. The first two seasons of Lucha Underground were on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. They've got wrestlers. They had wrestlers. Uh, I spoke to Brian Kennison recently, and he talks about how since that documentary, Wrestlers, which is about OVW and the trials and tribulations over a very important summer for them, the Davis Arena sold out every week yeah. because of the power of that Netflix connection. He also told me that there were Netflix execs that came along to OVW, and they were very honest in the fact that they their opinion on wrestling was very down. Okay. Like it was, it wasn't seen as a very high end product. And since then, since meeting the the guys behind OVW and, and since wrestlers very much changed their minds. Now, I'm not saying that OVW helped WWE land the Netflix deal. It can't have hurt, though. It can't have hurt. It can't have hurt to have had OVW sort of clearing the runway for them. Especially if if Netflix is aware that every single one of their competitors is trying to land Raw. Mm -hmm. Because as you've mentioned many times, that wrestling is cheap to produce. Yeah, It's one of the cheapest weekly things you can put out on your channel and... It's no surprise Netflix would want a piece of that, especially when you've got WWE on the hottest period it's been on for the at, longest time. At least a decade. Mm. I'd even go back longer. Years, I'd say yeah. about 20 years. Like It feels like it's the hottest period since maybe the end of the Attitude Era. Yeah. Um, no surprise Netflix would go, okay, that's... Yeah, let's bring that on board for f- at least five years. The same part of it as well is that like WWE programming is on every week. 52 yeah. times a year. Mm. And like, you get three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, two hours of NXT, and however long for a premium live event. It's all just sort of, right, yeah, we'll pay you 500 million yen. You give us all of this cheap And you haven't got to find some way of padding the content with off with off seasons and yeah. stuff because you it's haven't got an off week. season with WWE. Lord knows it'd be great if they had one so the wrestlers could have a little sleep. But I think they've kind of combated that internally in the sense that the schedule isn't as rough as it was. For wrestlers back in today. Yeah, they've massively yeah. cut back on live events, haven't they? Really, yeah, really? to the point where I think house shows may very soon just be maybe 
None at all. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised though if if house shows, which they only do what Saturday Sunday, do Saturday they, Sunday. Saturday, that's Saturday, it. Yeah, the Sunday night stunner and whatever the Saturday Saturday main, night Saturday night main event. If Netflix really wants to get the most out of it, would they not be smart to film those and have them up as things on the on on Netflix to like here's extra. Be the same match over and over again, though, wouldn't it? I think it would expose the fact that they're running the same <laughs> You have the yeah. same matches over and That's over. True, yeah. Who is it I was talking to about uh, a Hulk Hogan video that was released? A VHS of Hogan that was released. Uh, wasn't me actually tell I wasn't I wasn't speaking to anybody. <laughs> I feel like I was. You were chatting to it yourself. Was Bruce Pritchard podcast. <laughs> I wasn't chatting to Bruce Pritchard at all. But Bruce Pritchard said that that they had a big fallout with the guy who used to run Coliseum Video because they cherry picked a couple of matches for a Hulk Hogan video, and one of them was the same match with Harley Race in two different locations on the same weekend loop. Oh, so just over But it was exactly <laughs> yeah. the same match, beat for beat. And it's the guy was like, do, I don't get it. It's the same. It's different matches. No, but they're the same <laughs> matches. But how is that possible? Couldn't <laughs> fathom yeah. that they'd had an exactly the same match in two different locations. Because, uh, I mean, my example is Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre worked the first UK tour back after the pandemic. And they just did the same match five nights in a row. Which yeah. Is very funny because they would call it like a Newcastle street fight in, in Newcastle. Then street it was a like Glasgow street fight. Then it was like a what, Nottingham street <laughs> fight. Like. And like the tables, what happens at the exact same, same minute every night. Yeah. I wish that they did, when they did that, could you not incorporate a local weapon? A, lo- what, a what, local what, bit of plunder. Beat Get a horse. A Newcastle street sign. Get a street sign yeah. made. Get Newcastle, a, bang. Get a stotty. Hit him with an yeah. Alan Shearer. Just a full, <laughs> Just <laughs> a full boot. In Nottingham, you can hit him with a, a tree forest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hit him with a forest. A Glasgow so, hit him with an arrow like Robin Hood. Glasgow, I'm trying to go with Glasgow. You do, probably like, hit him with a cross, but you do Protestant one side and Catholic on the other and smash <laughs> him That was very controversial. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, look, no more. Let's not talk about anything more controversial yeah. uh, in this news uh, podcast today, looking yep. back on last month. What's our next story, Aiden? Um, the next story is Vince McMahon resigns from WWE <laughs> and TKO following a sex trafficking lawsuit. Right. So we, we certainly weren't expecting this in January. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's been a long running saga, as, as we'll get to, but just suddenly out of nowhere, Thursday, January 20, um, 25th. Vince McMahon was accused of sex trafficking, sexual assault, and physical and emotional abuse in a lawsuit filed by former WWE employee Janelle Grant. John Laurinaitis is also a defendant, as is WWE. Laurinaitis has been accused of sexual assault, while WWE are accused of trying to cover up the allegations against McMahon. This all goes back to that this the special committee for the board of directors that went on in 2022 and concluded. Uh, we'll get to it later, but this is this is going to be a long, huge chunk basically going through the lawsuit. Um, and essentially, it's over a three-year period where all these allegations happen. But essentially, Janelle Grant um, was a long-time carer for her mother and father. They unfortunately pass away. What then happens, according to the lawsuit, is she's friends with the building manager who gets her in touch with Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon's idea is try and help her get a job. So they meet up. Basically, the first meeting is McMahon offers to secure Grant a job with WWE, and during several meetings about alleged job, this is where it gets worse, but the idea is that Vince is like, yes, I'll help you get a job, I'll give you the world, is essentially what Vince says in the lawsuit. But from there, um, Vince allegedly demonstrates an increasing lack of boundaries, 
And what Vince ends up doing is he greets her in his underwear, repeatedly asks for hugs, touches her, and spends hours sharing details about his personal life. This is at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. This is June 2019 when all this starts happening. Not June, sorry, May 2019. Um, This is all happening. Vince allegedly began to push Grant for a physical relationship in return for employment with WWE. She then begins as an administrator coordinator in WWE's legal department in June 2019. And the lawsuit says this happened after succumbing to the pressure for a physical relationship. Grant is later transferred to talent relations in March 2021 under John Laurinaitis. She eventually ends up leaving WWE um, with the with an NDA being signed in March 2022. But we'll go through the whole thing, basically. The relationship between Vince McMahon and Janelle Grant continues after she is employed. She stated to try to end the relationship um, and, quote, she had no idea how sordid it would become, no how the psychological torture and physical violence would leave her feeling helpless, isolated and trapped. It's pretty horrific, even at the start of uh, the lawsuit. Um, it was, it's quite a horrible, horrible read. It's already bad enough, but it, yeah, it just gets, it gets worse, worse, sadly. Um, from there, it's alleged that Vince McMahon shared sexually explicit photographs and videos of Grant with other men with inside and outside of WWE. This includes allegedly WWE producers, executives, members of the TV production team, and, quote, a world-famous athlete and former UFC heavyweight champion with whom Dibbity was trying actively to sign to a new contract and ultimately did sign to that contract. Um, that was later named in the Wall Street Journal to be Brock Lesnar. We'll get to yeah. that portion of it later on. Um, what Vince McMahon does while he is CEO of Debris at this point is he recruits individuals to have sexual relations with Grant, uh, including John Laurinaitis. After Grant begins working under him in March 2021, the lawsuit alleges that, quote, forcible touching and overtly sexual behaviours became part of daily life when he was in the office. On numerous occasions, Miss Grant was directed to visit Laurinaitis at his hotel room before work to serve herself to him as his, quote, breakfast. These devastating experiences made Miss Grant feel as though she was being pimped out as an object for sexual gratification for her new boss. Upon information and belief, corporate funds from debris were used to finance Laurinaitis' hotel stays when these coerced sexual encounters occurred. So that brings, obviously, the, the WWE into there on... Uh, not This isn't just Vince as a bad egg, allegedly. This is the whole... The, the yeah. full corruption up to the WWE top. is listed as, as we said, listed as the defendant yes. yeah. in this case for essentially allowing it to go on, allegedly. Yeah, and, using, and company funds, obviously, used to fi- finance Laurinaitis' hotel where this, where this happened. So it's horrible. As, as part of the emotional abuse aspect of the lawsuit, um, what the lawsuit states is that McMahon's assurances that Miss Grant was safe and independent rang hollow, in light of his efforts to isolate her from friends and attempts to chip away at her identity until it was replaced with his desired role for her as, quote, his bitch, his fantasy, and or his porn star. He would occasionally say nicer things like girlfriend, baby, and love when convenient, but the lawsuit states he exercised complete ownership and control over both her personal and professional life. Um, she was also allegedly, allegedly subjected to acts of extreme cruelty and degradation, the lawsuit states. One such example occurs on May 9th, 2020. This is after the pandemic has began, so everyone's sort of stuck in the house, mm-hmm. basically. Um, involves Vince McMahon defecating on Grant during a threesome. She was then commanded to continue pleasuring McMahon's friend 
while she had feces on her hair and running down her back. McMahon went to the bathroom to have a shower and she remained covered in McMahon's fecal matter for over an hour and a half. Disgusting. From there, Grant is um, basically pressured into several additional threesomes and at this point, McMahon became, quote, more sadistic and his fantasies focused on control, such as choking, sensory deprivation, pain, humiliation and group scenarios in which Miss Grant was to be physically overwhelmed and subservient. This, um, one of these occasions is, I mean, McMahon sends horrific texts in the lawsuit, Mm -hmm. but one of them is that, do not knock on the door, because if I see you, I will rape you in the hallway. Jeez. It's horrible. So that's part of it. And then this section goes back to Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis. Um, They allegedly sexually assaulted Grant inside Laurinaitis' office in WWE headquarters, it's alleged they cornered her and pulled her in between them, forcibly touched her before ultimately putting her on top of a table in between them. She begged them to stop, but they forced themselves on her, each taking turns restraining her for the other, while saying, no means yes, and take it, bitch. Three days after this alleged incident, the lawsuit states and Vince McMahon, in the middle of a workday, led Grant inside his private locker room at WHQ and, quote, forced himself on her over a massage table. Later that day, he gifted her $15,000 in gift cards to Bloomingdale's. It's, like, horrific already. And when we said it gets worse and worse, even still does from here. Like, it's just... It was a disgusting read, that whole lawsuit. Um, the next element brings in WWE talents, not directly, but... Through Vince McMahon's actions, it alleges that, quote, McMahon was most aggressive when using the certain sex toys named after male WD wrestlers and performers. McMahon named the sex toys so that the colour of the toy matched the race of the wrestler. For example, a black dildo would be named after an African-American wrestler and a white dildo would be named after a Caucasian wrestler. Um, during these encounters, Grant allegedly, allegedly suffered physical injuries including bleeding, swelling, bruising, and spans of incontinence due to McMahon's forcible use of his fists, adult toys, and objects unsafe for insertion or penetration. From So this is essentially all the allegations. From here, Vince, uh, Linda McMahon, who is still married to Vince McMahon legally. I mean, they haven't been mm-hmm. together for several years, but legally their business affairs and everything else are still connected. We did question that, didn't we? Because he did uh, he did appear on Pat McAfee's show. Yes. And he, he said uh, my ex-wife, He said he? my ex-wife, my wife. Like, he corrected himself. Yeah. When it was a he was slip. Yeah. So we know that they've been separated for some time. But still, like, legally connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't necessarily know why, but of course, like... They've got political careers and big business careers and all that sort yeah. of thing. But January 2022 comes around, so all this shit's been happening for two and a bit years by this point. I mean, there's a lot more examples as well. There's examples of text messages Vince sent as part of the degrading of her identity, mm-hmm. basically. Um, Linda McMahon finds out and threatens McMahon with divorce. At this point, McMahon informed Grant her employment with WD was over, allegedly, and he wanted her to sign a non-disclosure agreement. McMahon allegedly pressures Grant to sign the NDA, and she ultimately does so. The NDA was for McMahon to pay Grant $3 million for her not to discuss their relationship or to disparage him publicly. The lawsuit alleges that McMahon stopped making the payments, however, after $1 million. This initial $1 million payment is then scheduled to make two more. Mm -hmm. He misses one, and the next one was basically due 
about a couple of days after the lawsuit, but he wasn't going to pay that either. And that's what leads to it being um, part of the reasons the lawsuit is filed in the end. Yeah. But McMahon is claiming that he didn't do so as because Grant leaked it to the press. What this stems from is back in June, May 2022. So Grant, we didn't know her name at the time, of course. She's essentially the first story that the Wall Street Journal breaks is about her and the relationship with McMahon. So if you remember back in June of 2022, Mm -hmm. where where it said that there'd been NDA signed and there was was wrongdoing, hush money paid for... Um, and and some of this kind of came out, and it turns out that this was to do with apparently to do with Janelle Grant. Yeah. So th- the next bit essentially is that um, her employment of WWE ends. She's unemployed. Um, Vince McMahon's essentially paid her a million dollars, and two payments still to come. Um, but he allegedly continued to exploit Grant. Um, end quote, including attempting to traffic her to a WWE star who would be in New York City for a live event and TV taping in March 2022. Um, I haven't written this down, but in the lawsuit as well, there was an encounter after her employment ends as one final meeting between Vince and Janelle Grant where he just forces himself on her again. Mm. He basically, um, I think it's described as he forces her penis in, um, forces his penis into her mouth. Right. Um, the lawsuit further alleges the predatory conduct that left Miss Grant crippled, both physically and mentally, including through dehabilitating symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder and suicidal ideation. These symptoms led her um, led to her termination of a subsequent job running her building's operations due to her inability to leave her home for weeks at a time. Um, on the WWE front, they've been accused of attempting to sweep the matter under the rug. This includes, as mentioned, the special committee of the WWE Bourne investigation into his alleged misconduct. That investigation concluded in November 2022, but it's alleged within the lawsuit that the, the special committee didn't even bother trying to interview Grant despite her willingness to cooperate. Um, a former WWE board member has claimed that's not the case. Mm-hmm. But I suppose we'll... I guess we'll find, find out. out, yeah. Because, I mean, that one, that investigation was started upon Vince's original departure from WWE back in June 2020. July 2022. Yeah. The f- if, if it's true that they didn't get in contact, I want to know why. You know, and it because it seems to be this is a is a glaring um, mission a mission from that investigation, especially when the fact that the Wall Street Journal, if it is true that, that this was the first one that they sort of did report on, um, back back in those days that caused him to re- originally resign, um, but it's it's horrible. Yeah, um, within the lawsuit, it states that the judgment is seeking basically the NDA that Grant signed is invalid under state and federal law. Um, the lawsuit is also exceeding damages under other laws, including the Traffic and Victims Protection Act. Um, what has since come forward through um, Janelle Grant's lawyer, Anne Callis, she said that, as, as we'll get to Vincent Mann's resignation, that's not enough. And sort of, there is sort of a hope there that more women and more um, alleged victims of Vincent Mann will come forward and maybe form like a class action suit, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but at the minute, it's just developing, though, basically... Because um, they are keen, because as she as she says, if there are more of these allegations to come forward, it's something that I think just Vincent Mann resigning from his position 
wouldn't be enough. Yeah, it would, you'd need a, a systemic, it just gets complete overhaul of behind the scenes within that company if these allegations are true. And and I'm keen to point that out. I think because as it stands, these are it's a it's a horrendous 67 page document. Mm-hmm. And thank you to Aidan Gibbons uh, for for going through that. I think we've all taken time to go through it and uh, to deliver it in different forms for what we do but they they are allegations at this point and Mm -hmm. that's you see some people who are running away with that concept and that and and, until these things have been heard in a court of law they remain as allegations they're horrible to read regardless of whether they're allegations or not they are horrible to read and it's only going to get i think there's going to be more that comes from this this certainly isn't... It, it's it's feels, not the end of the story, is it? Yeah, yeah. it feels like there's sort of a groundswell of, of things happening right now. Um, and off the back of this, yeah, there, there might be more stuff to come, which is is terrifying to think of. But um, yeah, it looks, it looks that way. Basically, like, as we'll get to, but essentially from Piers and Callis, um, the, the lawyers, she's been doing the media around speaking to different people. Um, she was on the Law and Crime with... Annette Le- Levi. I've said and that. Jeanette Levi. There you go. Yeah. Fucking terrible pronunciation, but there we are. Um, but basically, she told, people were questioning why Grant didn't just leave McMahon, and essentially it's been put down to trauma bonding. Um, but she literally felt caged and imprisoned by Vince McMahon, and the escalation of the, the degradation of her identity and physical abuse, allegedly. Um, these are basically why she couldn't leave essentially she feels trapped by Vince mm-hmm. McMahon I think a few people I've seen online have struggled with that concept of these allegations and I've seen a few online going well if she was unhappy why didn't she just leave I think it's not that it's, simple it's, it's it's trauma bonding and and I'm in a way I'm actually quite relieved there's a lot of people that go I don't get it why you don't go because you've not experienced trauma bonding mm-hmm. I'm actually quite relieved that you haven't that you I'm quite relieved that you can't get your head around that because if you could, it means you've probably been through it, and it's horrible. It's a very common thing in abusive relationships. And very like, common. So it's it's not surprising on on that front, and the the fact that something, you know, the the, the allegations that have happened to her, it's like she would definitely feel trapped and and not know how to get out of that situation, especially well, with how powerful Vince McMahon was is like he's literally the head of the company at this point mm. yeah um so what happens from here this is on the first day night this all lands for us basically um by basically a few hours later and going into the friday w's beginning to lose sponsors slim jim is basically w's largest sponsorship deal it's worth pointing out at this point as well very quickly um yeah. that before this bit okay uh tko have released a statement and vince mcmahon spokesman have released a statement uh, worth point I, I, whether or not they are coming up but I know that they happen both those come out before the sponsorship pullout so TKO say that these are events that took place before we stepped in to run the company but we take them very seriously and we are investigating the matter further mm-hmm. uh, it's written into the TKO uh, agreement that Vincent Mann cannot be removed from the board unless he resigns or unless dies. he's seen ill to run it or he dies yep. uh, so that was in there and then Vincent Mann via a spokesman put out a statement just flat out denying uh, these uh, the, the stories that have come from here uh, and it was this, the actual, yeah, he repeats it in the second statement where he says the, they replete, the, the lawsuit is repeat with, replete with lies, obscene made-up instances, and vindictive distortion of the truth, and Vince McMahon declares that he will defend himself going forward. So yeah. those two statements have come out, and then we hear from 
Slender James. So Slim Jim. Slim Jim. They they pull out WWE's biggest sponsors. Um, they were going to sponsor the Royal Rumble, and which is on the Saturday of when all this yeah, is happening. Yeah, literally the day, day after. The day after all this breaks. Um, they say they're pulling out. It then merges from Fightful Select. They say there was another major sponsor who was no longer interested in working with WWE. Um, and what happens up here, there's a long day of discussions on the Friday amongst TEO's executives. And Vince McMahon ultimately announces his resignation as TEO executive chairman on the night of Friday, January 26th. Vince McMahon says in his resignation um, on Friday night, I stand by my prior statement that Miss Grant's lawsuit is replete with lies, obscene made-up instances that never occurred, and is a vindictive distortion of the truth. I intend to vigorously defend myself against these baseless accusations and look forward to clearing my name. However, out of respect for the WWE Universe, the extraordinary TKO business and its board members and shareholders, partners and constituents, and all of the employees and superstars who helped make WWE into the global leader it is today, I have decided to resign from my executive chairmanship and the TKO board of directors effective immediately. From here, Nick Khan sends an email to all employees just saying, I wanted to inform you that Vince McMahon has tendered his resignations from his positions as TKO executive chairman and on the TKO board of directors. He will no longer have a role with TKO group holdings or WWE. He's not involved in the day-to-day running of the company, but Vince mm-hmm. McMahon remains a major shareholder in TKO. He, uh, he owns 12% of the company, and analysis believe this may have a downward effect on the company's share price. Because he's still because within the company, yeah. Because he'll start selling at some point, ah, I think. Okay. Yeah. Is it funny how quickly money talks sometimes? Yeah. And it's because, and, I, and again, I didn't know the inner workings of it, but in terms of looking at it from the position that we were in, this, this, this document was released, these allegations came out, and TKO said, they didn't happen under us, but we will look into it. And then... As Slim Jim say, yeah, we're we're going to pause until mm-hmm. Mr. McMahon is gone, and literally within maybe an hour, I have decided to resign. <laughs> Vince McMahon is gone. It's it's it it's a shame. Obviously, there's still allegations, but it's a shame that it sometimes with something like this, it takes money. It's the money that to talks. actually move yeah. things along. It's and usually only ever the money in these situations. Yeah, I suppose I, it is. And that's the thing. The, the the board will be like, look, you're you're costing us all of this and then Slim Jim obviously pulled and then as soon as he was gone they went okay cool we can sponsor Back the on. rumble again yeah. and up the in the you, like the four way between Reigns Styles all yeah. well, I imagine all of that was in place and anyway. ready to go. So, because somebody said, oh, they were quick to get back on board and get those graphics made. Yeah, but they were surely ready already. Yeah, yeah. It was more of a, a case if they pulled, it was going to cause a lot of issues for them if, to, to come up with new stuff instead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, Slim Jim was the one, the thing that sort of uh, caused it to jump. It really, really was. Uh, so, so, in the wake of that, so uh, there was reports through uh, a few outlets, PW Insider and Fightful, I believe, who talk about how the Vince news was taken behind the scenes. Yeah, so the overwhelming reaction, this from Peter Insider, was one of happiness and relief. Um, the feeling among some that Vince McMahon got what was coming to him following the allegations made in the lawsuit, um, basically within the 24 hours as well, is as soon as Slim Jim basically scrapped their partnership, the expectation was that Vince would have to resign. Um, but maybe not as quickly as he actually did end up resigning, what literally like a few hours after Slim Jim pulled mm-hmm. out. 
Um, the report also states that McMahon, quote, was a black cloud hanging over everything, even though he wasn't involved in anything. Now, this this section isn't quite true, because what we do know in the last sort of like late 2023 is that while he wasn't involved in creative any longer, that's Triple H's domain now, um, he was still involved in that he secured UFC a deal with Saudi Arabia and sort of business dealing yeah. sort of thing. So he's he's not involved as he used to be with his hands on every day, but he was still in and around the business most definitely. The idea, I think, when, when Ari Emanuel came in was to keep Vince as a spokesman because he's very much what WWE... He's like the, the archetypal WWE figure. He's the ringmaster. I mean, it's when, if, when folk think of WWE, if they don't think of a wrestler, they think of Vince McMahon, and that's, yeah. that's kind of... Uh, That'll linger yeah, for a long time. That's going to linger for a while, and this will definitely have an effect on that. But in terms of what uh, what changes could be on the way, there's an internal hope that Stephanie McMahon might be brought back. Um, she, of course, resigned in January 2023 when Vince forced his way back into the company at that point. Um, but they don't quite know where she'd fit in because it's a completely new setup, basically, that TKO mm. sort of thing. Um, but within WWE, though, more changes might be on the horizon. There's a belief within the company that Endeavor, TKO, they will sweep out anyone close to Vince McMahon in order to have a new and fresh start going forward without the cloud of McMahon, his allegations and lawsuits hanging over them. Um, it's also stated that Ari Emanuel, CEO of Endeavor and TKO, he will reportedly have no problem removing anything and anyone still remaining in WWE that could potentially harm the company going forward. Um, and sources basically pointed to UFC had a deal with Saudi Arabia. That deal's, of course, now back on. But he walked away without blinking an eye as yeah. sort of his ruthlessness, essentially. Um, there's, there's, there's still a lingering fear there that Vince has an unofficial influence. This is purely for Ronda Rousey, of all people. They, she tweeted um, claiming that Bruce Pritchard, who's a long-time executive within WWE, he is very much, quote, Vince's avatar. Yeah. And she basically alleged that when Vince was like gone for that period of six months of twenty twenty two, he was still involved just via Bruce Pritchard. He was just feeding Bruce, stuff to To Bruce. To to Bruce. Yeah. Um knowledge of Vince as well as we've covered in the lawsuit, what it alleges is but this is from a report from Dave Meltzer. He states that McMahon's misdeeds was well known and widespread, like knowledge of it within the company, where everyone knew certain things. Sounds like only a few people knew the whole pitch. I think there's four executives, not named directly, but they're mentioned in the they're lawsuit. They're mentioned, yeah, as um, executives in yeah. the lawsuit. But in terms of widespread company knowledge, everyone knows a little bit from the sounds of it. Um, it one example he gives is that someone who doesn't work for Debris, but is it the best friend of a long-time employee? They knew all everything that was in the lawsuit. So, it, it feels like people more there was more people that knew what was going on than yeah. what's being let yeah. on. Mel we, it really comes to these allegations. Melter's also said as well as that them the, particularly in the women's division, um, they feel scarred having read the lawsuit, emotionally scarred from having mm -hmm. read it all, basically, um, and sort of the idea that more might come out. Basically, this could be a long-running saga. Um, the public response outside like the TKO statements and the emails and that sort of thing, Triple H certainly did not handle it very well. Didn't I cover himself in glory, no. I don't His think. His performance was dreadful in how it handled this. It was almost like he'd had no media training on it. Um, it almost came across, so this was at the Royal Rumble press conference afterwards, it almost came across that he was surprised that people asked 
it's the biggest story of the week, and it's one that has, you know, if these allegations are true, has long lasting ramifications for yeah. the company and and the and the culture within the company and he felt it, in my opinion watching it and it sounds like you agree fraser he felt ill prepared to answer that question i i think it was a case of i i disagree with you in the sense that i don't think he was surprised i think he knew it was coming i think he thought him saying i did not read the lawsuit was him of being like you guys can't ask me about anything specific in there. I think he, I think he had read it at that point. We don't know that for sure. We don't, you know, but him saying, you know, I didn't read it. I felt was him trying to protect his his back or um, from from being asked in asked specific questions. It, but it was just a complete lack of um, media training and awareness, self awareness on that point. He seemed irritated about being asked mm. by. Him. Mm-hmm. Because he was keen to, because when it was it was one of the first questions out of the blocks, and uh, he was he was keen to go. Hey, let's look at the positives this week. We struck a big deal with Netflix and all this. It's like no, and I, I get it's an ongoing case, so we're not expecting him to cut a promo on Vince McMahon and pedigree yeah. and effigy through a table. Just do a prepared just, statement. A prepared statement that just says this is an ongoing legal issue that we cannot address any further at this time. Yeah. That's all. If he had just said that. It all dealt with, Been but fine. he but he didn't. He was and because because he didn't say it in that sense. The next two or three questions were about it, and you could tell that Byron was trying to wrap it up dead early. Because okay, one more. It was like the third question of Triple H. One more question, yeah. And then I think the next one was something was about something else. So they was they were quite happy to carry on for a bit there. But all they needed, like Aiden said, was a prepared statement that just said it's a legal matter and we cannot talk about it at this time. It was it was just weird as well because like Shawn Michaels a few days later has his pre Vengeance Day media call. And the perception is that he handled it far better. Shawn Michaels did an excellent job with that. He didn't he, he there was no prepared statement there. Again, had there been a prepared statement you would have you would have been fine with it, yeah. but he did come at some of the questions and said like with NXT there is open windows of com- there's open conversations there and people could talk about whatever. He even addresses some of the allegations that were made about him and Marty Jannetty by Brutus Beefcake yeah. when they were brought up, and he says, "Look, Brutus has walked that statement back." And whilst I had my issues in the past, certainly there was never any issues regarding consent with some of the people that. He's at, you yeah. know, that Brutus alleges. Uh, so he handled it far better. Far, I don't know whether it was a case of maybe they saw how Triple H la- landed those questions and then thought we should retool this for the next press conference. I, I think it's just the more Shawn Michaels is a bit more transparent um, and he, he straight out the block or almost was like, look, I'm not media trained. I'm mm. not used to this, but I'm going to answer them as best as I can to my ability sort of thing. Whereas Triple H, it felt like this is a man that's representing the top of the company. He should know what he's going to say and how he he deals with this situation. And if they and if he didn't feel like he knew how to deal with it, then it's a prepared statement or don't do a do a, a don't do a press conference. Yeah, the press is going to ask you because we were quite surprised it wasn't just cancelled. Yeah. I think had they cancelled the press conference, I think it would have been an even worse than what yeah. they actually did. Yeah, I think it would have been seen as far worse. They'd have been seen as hiding the cowardly. Yeah, yeah. Cody answered a question on it. And Co- Cody did you know, a good job. Cody did a great job. Hey, at that, it. that man has clearly been an EVP somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> he, he deserves a WrestleMania main event. He really does. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Uh, but so, so th- we're coming out of um, what has been a very, a very difficult week. In wrestling, but a, a weird week because because 
the Netflix thing, the Vince thing, and then another thing, which we're going to talk about in a bit, came out all in the same week. Uh, the other one regarding our boy Dwayne. Um, but we're not quite done talking about no. the uh, the allegations yet. There's a lot. Yes. So, so There's a lot. This bit is just like a bit of context on the whole situation, basically, in that what came out on the 25th of January was a continuation of the thing we've been talking about. We, we talked about it on the podcast where we did the end of year review in 2022. We talked about it all the way through 2023. But it's essentially a continuation of the hush money scandal, as we've mentioned. That led to Vince McMahon's initial resignation in July 2022. McMahon, the allegations are that he paid at least $14.6 million to several women between 2006 and 2022. There's also a further $5 million paid to the Donald Trump Foundation, who may be the next president of the United States again, mm-hmm. in connection with his appearances on WWE TV in 2007-2009. McMahon resigns July 2022 after federal prosecutors and the SEC. They open investigations into the payments purely because they aren't listed in WWE's expenses and the annual accounts. Um, McMahon's money pays them, but because they benefit the company, they should have been included in there. Mm-hmm. Um, McMahon then does something for the next six months, who knows. But he then forces his way back into WWE. He reject, um, the WWE board rejects his return initially in December 2022, January 2023, because at this point Vince has basically 80% of the voting power. He just restructures the broad. He brings back Michelle, Barrio, uh, Michelle Barrios, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson, restructures the board, they vote him back in, Stephanie leaves. Vince then goes on to sell the company. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the federal government investigation, that's been ongoing since July 2022. What we all basically thought at that point was that it was just the payments, but Wall Street Journal reported, I believe, literally last week uh, from the time of recording, is that when the grand jury subpoena <laughs> and the search warrant were executed against Vince McMahon in the summer of 2023, the search warrant was done on Vince McMahon's phone, and it is directly related to allegations of, quote, rape, sex trafficking, sexual assault, commercial sex transaction, harassment, or discrimination. So it was the payments and has now expanded into the allegations themselves. Um, very, very serious. <laughs> yeah. And in, in terms of the people, the grand jury subpoena is what is revealed is that um, the federal government has spoken to basically everyone that McMahon has signed an NDA with. It's, it's several women. Um, outside of Janelle Grant, women mentioned are there's a WD contractor who McMahon allegedly sexually harassed and sent unsolicited nudes to a former WD wrestler who McMahon coerced in coerced into giving him oral sex former WD referee Rita Chatterton who accused McMahon of raping her in incident 1986 um, a spa manager who claimed McMahon sexually assaulted her um, and this one isn't directly related to McMahon, but it's part of the NDAs. There's a former WWE employee who accused John Laurinaitis of demoting her after she broke off an affair with him. Um, amidst all of this, John Laurinaitis is now claiming he's a victim of McMahon's, just like Janelle Grant. Um, this is through his lawyers. Yeah, so he um, the, the statement was something like he's not a vic- um, he's not a predator. He's also a victim. Yes, yes, because McMahon had control and power, and look, I referred to the power dynamic and the fact that Vince was his boss as well. Um, obviously, it feels like that point his lawyer has given him the illegal advice of go against McMahon um, because of the the allegations are quite overwhelming. Mm. Um, but that's. Uh, it, Horrible, horrible situation. And you've done a great job of getting through the Thank first you. yeah, first big bit of it, haven't you? We've now got the 
the little aside. Yeah. So the the other name that came up in amongst all of these, um, Vince McMahon was named, uh, John Laurinaitis, WWE is the defendant, and that former UFC heavyweight champion for whom WWE was trying to re-sign, uh, named by the Wall Street Journal as Brock Lesnar. Uh, there are some details, some allegations within here uh, towards Brock Lesnar as well, isn't there? Yeah, so... A um, little bit of context at the time, Lesnar loses to Drew McIntyre in April 2020, WrestleMania 36. Lesnar, for then all intents and purposes, is retired as far as he's concerned. Mm. Um, pandemic, not not ends, but touring begins again in the summer of 2021. Um, yeah. At this point, McMahon then starts trying to re-sign Lesnar, getting him to come out of retirement. Um, as part of these negotiations over a new contract, this is July 2021. Janelle Grant is informed she would be Brock Lesnar's, quote, playmate as he was trying to re-sign. Um, July 12, 2021, McMahon allegedly directed Grant to produce personalised sexual content for Lesnar and he shared these photos with Lesnar. 21st of July 2021, Brock Lesnar allegedly flies to Connecticut for a, quote, business dinner and a sexual encounter with McMahon um, with McMahon at Grant at McMahon's house. Lesnar does not return to the condo though, as he's too drunk. Right. Yeah. Later that evening, though, this is back to McMahon, but it's, it's linked to Lesnar in the sense that Vince McMahon is inspired by Lesnar in the sexual encounter. But quote later that evening, after McMahon recounted the story about his dinner with WWE superstar and Miss Grant, he sought a salvage night with a request that they role-play a sexual encounter in which McMahon acted as, a, acted as if he were the WWE superstar. McMahon was so physically rough with Miss Grant during this encounter that Miss Grant begged McMahon to stop numerous tries, numerous times, including loud cries of help, I'm serious and I'm scared, as he, among other things, penetrated her, fisted her, pulled her hair, pinned her, shoved her and open palm slapped her. McMahon's assault caused Miss Grant to break down weeping and curl into the fetal position with her arms pulled up to protect her face. McMahon alternated between slaps and shoves before admitting that, I'm really fucking you up. I'm really fucking up with you right and left tonight, huh? McMahon forbade Miss Grant from leaving his condo that night unless she could fairly assure him that there wasn't a problem and everything between them was okay. Notably, however, he made no effort to check on her well-being after she left the condo. From here, Vince McMahon continues to advertise a sexual encounter with Miss Grant to Brock Lesnar while negotiating his contract. Brock Lesnar then resigns and he returns at SummerSlam 2021. After this, McMahon allegedly texted Grant saying, part of the deal was fucking you. December 2021 then comes around. McMahon gives Janelle Grant's cell number to Lesnar, a mobile phone number. Mm. Brock Lesnar then sends a text to her requesting a video of her urinating. Grant does so, and Lesnar informed Grant, quote, if she had not complied with the request, WD Superstar would have lost any interest in her and then called her a bitch. Um, this same month, there's another, quote, play date arranged, um, and the idea is that they're going to have a sexual encounter. A snowstorm cancels Brock's plans to go to the play date, and Janelle Grant uses COVID as an excuse to back out. So there are all the allegations against McMahon, mm -hmm. um, against Lesnar, but this has a direct consequence on the Royal Rumble. So allegation comes out Thursday, Rumble's on the Saturday. Lesnar is scheduled to return to WWE TV 
um, in the Men's Royal Rumble match. His creative ends have been given to Bron Breaker because Lesnar is pulled from WWE creative plans, essentially. The plan was for him to come back, be basically go on a little bit of a rampage, essentially, be eliminated by Dominic Mysterio. This would have led to a match with Dominic at Elimination Chamber. And we would have then got Brock Lesnar versus Gunter, likely for the Intercontinental title. That would have been the WrestleMania 40 match for Brock. Yeah. Um, basically, since then, it's emerged that Brock will not be back anytime soon, if ever. Um, partners within WWE have started to um, distance themselves from him. He's been removed from the WWE Supercard game. WWE is selling off his merchandise on their internet shops. Um, and... Other licensees are looking to get away from him as well. Yeah, I imagine we'll see him removed from posters and the sort, like, especially with, I mean, the, the new WWE games, the big question is that comes out in a month's time. He's on the cover of the Legend of WrestleMania edition, like, front and center. It's one of the 40 years of WrestleMania. He's he's there. So it's, it's a big question over that one as well. Um, I would imagine if they're pulling him from Supercard, and that's 2K as well. That is, yeah. yeah. I'd imagine that would that would also extend to the video game. I mean, it's it's easy to take someone out of a video game, you know, just stick him in with just replace him with Steven Richards like they did for No Mercy. <laughs> I, that's well, yeah. I mean, the big that the question for that is though if, with it coming out in uh 4 weeks today, 4 weeks tomorrow, um the 40 years of WrestleMania mode might have multiple Brock Lesnar matches in it. Cuz we yeah. were chatting about this like the 2010s was dominated by Brock Yes. In terms of big moments at WrestleMania and stuff like that. How many times did he wrestle Roman Reigns? Four? Four times. Um, Three? 31, 34, 38. Okay. Three times. So I like imagine if any WrestleMania moment featuring Brock is going to be in that mode, it'll probably be him ending the streak. Ending the streak, right? You can't even have that. Yeah. You can't have that. But streak yeah, cannot, going now. You can't also have Seth Rollins cash in if he's pulled from it. True. You also can't have Roman Reigns unifying the belts at WrestleMania 38. Um, you, ca- you can't have a lot of key WrestleMania moments in there. And obviously that is the least of the the issues on the totem pole. But It's just a little um, bit extra. It's really, just a little it? little thing to note, you know, that, 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 that if they're pulling him from stuff, that could be something that they do. Um, and I imagine we'll, I mean, for the Rumble, by the numbers, they mentioned people who have won it from the number 30 spot, didn't mention Brock Lesnar. He's one of the people that has that most recently, 2022. So that's one of the things we've heard since as well on Vince McMahon is he might also be removed from 2K24. According to Melton, there's active attempts going on to remove him, but they don't know how like ingrained he's already in the game, basically. Yeah. In fact, um, they, they're, they're going through this the process of scrubbing Vince from history now. Anyway, if you go on to www.com and search Vince McMahon... I think you get Shane McMahon, you get Stephanie McMahon, and you get Vincent J. McMahon. Yeah, you don't get a... You don't get anything about... You don't about, get a Mr. McMahon. No, so like, there's there's little reference to him there. He's obviously still there within the network. Like, yeah. I don't think that you can't... Like, like, he is intrinsically woven in multiple storylines. Yes. So you can't just pull all Vince stuff from the network. I guess they'll just be some sort of statements maybe when the network moves they might do it in a different way I don't know yeah if like, they do, like, do they do the similar thing to Chris Benoit sort of thing yeah that's it that's that's I do, yeah it's kind of the well, they don't mention similar him, thing but it's it's there and mm. they'll have maybe a wee note but it's uh, it's crazy it is really crazy it is it's been uh, an awful story to, to read and go through so thank you to Aiden uh, yeah, for, for going back. through on that one 
and um, it's something we'll keep keep you up to date on. It's going to keep rumbling along, isn't it? It will keep rumbling along. Now, the stories didn't end there in January because in the same week we had the Netflix deal, we had the Vincent Mann allegations. There was another story in that same week as well that, that changed the wrestling landscape. Yeah, so n- not completely out of nowhere because this man did return on Raw day one, mm-hmm. but we didn't expect this level of involvement. So on the same day of the Netflix deal, 23rd of January, suddenly announced that former WWE champion, the best way to describe him, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, um, is now a part of the TKO board of directors. Um, as part of this deal, The Rock, um, the Rock now owns The Rock, essentially. Yep. He owns the name. Um, we don't quite know the rest of his new duties, but we'll get to them a bit later. But he has considerable power within WWE, um, is what we do know. Um, what Dave Meltzer said about the level of The Rock's power is... The WWE hiring and firing would be Nick Khan and the talent would be Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H. Dwayne would be part of that crew that oversees them, so he's a bit of an overseer of basically WWE. As far as other attempts, other types of directors and stuff, he would have input, but he would not be directly on the firing and uh, firing. And hiring. <laughs> would he have influence? Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Anything he wants to have influence on, he will have influence on. As we'll get to. Mm. <laughs> He'll have a seat at the table right. and they listen, but it will not be his purview. Now, it was at the start of January that we saw The Rock make a nice surprise return yeah. to WWE in which he turned up and... Tried to overshadow the return of the former WWE champion, Jinder Mahal. <laughs> he absolutely <laughs> did. Livid, yeah. quite Jinder frankly. Jinder came out incredible reception to the <laughs> glorious former <laughs> WWE champion of modern day Maharaja and then fucking The Rock's back do I know who uh, uh, Rock- go back to Jumanji <laughs> <laughs> go back to Jungle Cruise yeah go back to the Tooth Fairy he um he can't though can he no, because no. tooth fairies. Because they're in the past, oh, yeah. in the past. and we're in the present, <laughs> and you can't travel in time yet. <laughs> yes, exactly. About <laughs> next season of Doctor Who, The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> oh, imagine, imagine shooting Gatwa regenerating into Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Just <laughs> shooting who's about three quarters the size of The Rock. The Rock in his clothes is all ripped. Imagine him like squaring off. Against the Dalek. In <laughs> <laughs> fucking, he did. Arm up in the air, rock bottom, <laughs> rock bottom, the Dalek. People's elbows are silent, man. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> the Rock has come back <laughs> to Gallifrey. You, you've Go got on. K9 kicking about. He's like, come on. Brings him down. <laughs> Is K9 still going, surely? He's he, he's not in it recently, but he's still a big... Get him back. Yeah. <laughs> That's Brian Gerwitz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Brian Gerwitz. But it's K9. <laughs> 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 Mr. Mr. Doctor. <laughs> Master. <laughs> but The Rock came back and started uh, on WWE Raw Day 1 and yeah. said, uh, I'm off to go and eat now. I'm off to Denny's. Um, off to In-N-Out Burger. I've never been. And uh, he said, oh, where will I sit? In a booth, at the bar, or at the head of the table? To which we all went, oh, he's going after Roman. And he went, oh, no, 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 I'm just joining the board. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. nothing he, else. He's sitting at a different table, and yeah. that's where the story ends. Then nothing <laughs> else happened, and we still love <laughs> yeah. The Rock. And, of course, um, what we find out is that Big Dwayne has a lot more power than that. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes, bless his little heart, said in the run-up to... Um, Royal Rumble, that 
The Rock, he doesn't think The Rock is the type of guy who would come in and meddle with a two-year story. That, that, that's not something The Rock would do according to Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, who then wins the Royal Rumble. We think there he is. He's, he back pun- to back. Back to back. Punts at Roman Reigns. There's your WrestleMania main event. Lovely. Cody goes into the Royal Rumble press conference outside of the Vince stuff. Um, he basically he starts off by going, seeing a lot of memes. You're all, you're all being taken the piss out of me, basically. And don't you all look stupid now? <laughs> uh, um, un- unfortunately for... The memes of love, Cody. We yeah. love you, really. Mm. <laughs> unfortunately for Cody Rhodes, he was a poor judge of character when it came to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, it appears. Um, there was an initial slight trickle of doubt immediately after um, after the Royal Rumble. There's Raw where Seth Rollins comes out. This is last week. Um, and basically pleads for Cody, basically going, you don't want to go after the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. You want to go after the World Heavyweight Championship. He describes the um, Seth's belt as the dusty title, while you don't want to go after the WWE Championship. That's the Hogan belt. And of course, the whole thing through the finish, the story has been that Cody wants to win the title that his dad never won. Dusty basically holds the belt for like one second, and then mm-hmm. a dusty finish happens, essentially. He doesn't get it. Um there was this little trickle of doubt. What was meant to happen, Seth Rollins' plans at WrestleMania, WrestleMania, he was meant to wrestle someone by the name of CM Punk. Mm-hmm. We've never talked about him before. No. Um, but what happens is um, CM Punk first televised match back in WWE in 10 years. He takes a Future Shock DDT from Drew McIntyre and tears his triceps, but not the one he tore it all out 2020. It's the other one. It's the other one. Yay. And Punk is now out for... Beyond WrestleMania. About six months of it's every heels fast, yeah, right? It's... But maybe September. Yeah. Yeah. But he could be back for Bash in Berlin if he's really lucky. Yeah. Should be back by SummerSlam, really, shouldn't he? Yeah. Uh, come on, punk. Come on, punk. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing, when folk have referenced to his tearing of his tricep, his last one. They were like, oh, he was out from September until July or June the next year. That's but he was just banned. He was also just yeah. suspended. Like, well, not, well, he was just off TV as well. Check out Punk Vember for the whole story. The whole story is on a podcast that we did, lovingly written by Aidan Gibbons. Yes. Um, well, oh, yes. So from there, right, so you've got these, the big two matches. You've got Cody Roman Reigns. Here we go. And Seth Rollins versus whoever. We thought maybe Drew McIntyre, Sabi Zayn was a nice shout. Well, let's see what happens. And then it was like, oh, okay. Cody's Cody's announced for SmackDown. This was on last week, whatever the day it was. Yeah. So technically, I'm breaking the rule here. We're going into February. But we'll probably have a lot to talk about in February, so yeah. I don't mind yeah, us, you know, bending time I mean, a little we'll, bit we'll, to talk we'll, about it. We'll have more of this to talk about in February. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Monday. Um, and Cody Rhodes comes out. Uh, big pop. Looks at Roman Reigns. This is after Roman Reigns has basically buried Seth Rollins' title as well. Mm. And buried Seth by saying, um, you work 10 times harder than me, but I make 10 times more than you. <laughs> and then also it was like, yeah, we should call it the loser championship. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then he mentioned Seth Rollins and then went, oh, no pop. See? That so, was like, okay. So Seth the only guy who's actually beat him outside the of So <laughs> Which does maybe give his... Belt a little it, it, bit. It's more a storyline, yeah. But yeah, a bit more of a, a legitimacy. He's the only man that's beaten Roman Reigns by DQ. <laughs> yeah. Kids love DQs. Mm. Um, <laughs> so Cody comes out. He goes, Ah, Roman, 
you're, you're a bastard, you. <laughs> that, that is verbatim <laughs> what he says. Roman, you're a bastard, you. Hey up, you bastard. Hey up, you bastard. And, and then Pac appeared. And like, oh. <laughs> you're talking about me, Luke. <laughs> hey! um, but, I, but I get out of Finn Balor. What did you say? He has been hanging out with Finn Balor. He has, he yeah. Has, yeah. Nice a bit lot. of news this month. Him and Finn Balor having a photo together at Finn's house. What the, the whole thing is that Pac badly prefers American Coca-Cola. Oh, wow. I know. He likes that high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> Kids love high fructose yeah. corn syrup. You like that as madness. Who mm. likes it over like British or Mexican Coke? Uh, what's mad is when people prefer American chocolate over UK chocolate. Which, which is baffling. It just tastes like vomit. I don't know just any Americans like vomit. That, Americans are like, your chocolate's mint. It's like, yes, our chocolate is very good. Thank you. Although <laughs> <laughs> well, Cadbury's has gone downhill <laughs> since Kraft bought it. It, it has. Oh, the American company? Yeah. yeah. Oh, but funny I'm, that. But, uh, <laughs> but I Bloody got a, Americans. <laughs> but I got a giant bar of the Cadbury's chocolate. Because like, what? Like, about as long as this table. Wow. And it was like, that was unbelievable. This is so, crazy. As opposed to the shrinkflation we've had over all? the years. <laughs> oh, yeah. They have, what yeah. A day. Uh, it's February now, of course. That's I've true, but that's a, that's a big <laughs> well, I, I was in trouble. Was it as big as the Toblerone that Alex won at the Christmas party yes. in 2022? Yeah. It was big boy. Yeah. But, oh, big boy. But, oh, big boy. <laughs> but Carla, my fiance, was irritated because we were meant to split it in half and I didn't do that. Oh, you just went half. <laughs> <laughs> I just ate it. <laughs> no, <laughs> all. I can see pictures of <laughs> <laughs> holding it in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> Sit and like something out the Simpsons. We'll oh, meet not... again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> that's that's two years chocolate. of blitz worth of chocolate you've got there. <laughs> chocolate all over your yeah. face. We could, to be fair, he's used to rationing it, yeah. so he's, it's, it's, it's quite a lot for him to take in. Got to enjoy the excess. Yeah. Don't know why I'm picturing <laughs> you later hosen eating it. Just <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> hosen. Me Christmas. There I am. <laughs> like Christmas. <laughs> you've got a little Christmas later hosen. <laughs> <laughs> you don't wear your Christmas later hoses. <laughs> we all wear Christmas later hoses. What the fuck are you on about? <laughs> Am <laughs> I uh, Augustus Gloop? Like, <laughs> He's, you are today. Oh, yeah, the fat kid from The Simpsons. Uh, Uda. Okay, Uda. Uda Zorka. That's how I'm picking you. Don't make you. me run. I am full <laughs> of chocolate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Stuff, yeah. Carla, I have eaten it. <laughs> Spirit, yeah. Chocolate. You say we've eaten Uda and he's in our stomachs <laughs> right now. <laughs> right. So, so yeah. back, to, back to Cody Rhodes eating chocolate. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a tangent in the house. Tony um, Khan drinks his brine. So he comes out and goes, Roman Reigns, you bastard. Yeah, bastard. <laughs> yeah. He says, um, he won't. He, he does want to win the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship. But he wants to take everything. He, but he wants him. to take everything at Roman Reigns. So he's coming for the belt, but not at WrestleMania. We all went, oh, shit. Mm. Um, and then he goes, I've been sick in council since the Royal Rumble win. And that council was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So you hear, if you smell... It was a good... It was a cool moment outside the context of what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Going, him going, someone who knows you very... Very well. And the whole crowd is erupting. And then the music kicks. Yeah. Whopper of a pop. Like, a very cool moment in, in the magic city. Who knew Birmingham, Alabama was the magic yeah. city? Yeah. Do you think they all either. speak like brummies? <laughs> that would be magic. <laughs> Just Conrad wow. Thompson mixed with you, basically. Welcome to the magic city. <laughs> Corp alive, the rocks turned off. <laughs> any other year, and this would be cool. Any other day. Any other moment. 
Anything that doesn't involve Cody having to yeah. give up his seat on the bus. Or like his Royal Rumble. Like if he had just not won the Rumble. Yeah. I think he'd be fine. But... And that's the bit that's, that's frustrating about this. Is as t- uh, you know, because we're learning more about it as the days go on. And apparently when Rock came in earlier in the month, this was a prerequisite of him coming in. Yeah. I face Roman at Mania. It's green. But, you, but you've got all that... But- Booking that maybe let's let's pull plans for Cody to win the rumble and let's have Rock win the rumble instead because this, like, this is the makes sense because this is the this is the big question mark in that the deal is with Nick Khan Rock Ari Emanuel so it sounds mm-hmm. like they didn't tell Triple H who's booking what a crazy idea just well, to tell someone who's writing the show that you're gonna have to write the Rock into the show so before even the Royal Rumble on January 24th Sports Illustrated came out with a report. Oh, that God, was that, like, yeah, that Cody Rhodes report. is not planned to finish the story at WrestleMania. He will not be the main event. They're going a different plan for the Roman Reigns match. This is a source inside WWE that's told us this. Um, and it was all like, it's not going to be Punk Rollins. It's it's not going to be Roman Cody. They're doing something else. Everyone went, well, that's a load of shit. Cody, of course, Cody. And they even gonna, walked it back, didn't they? They walked it back, like, the, the day later. Justin Barrasso we walked were, it back. We were given bad information I reckon he got telling off. I think I think they've someone has actually given him the correct information at that point and gone, look, I've heard something. It's gonna be it's not gonna be Cody because everyone was going, well, this is fucking shite, mm. you know. And it looks like that report was true. Um, the sources close to Triple H indicated that Rhodes will not headline this year's event, nor will he finish his story at WrestleMania. That was the the quote from it, which is crazy. That. We all went, yeah, nah, that's not yeah. happening. And now it's now it looks like it's not happening. Yeah. In, in, in terms of the deal report, that one's from Meltzer. There's there's other reports, either from like a combination of Fightful Select and Peter Insider. But basically they've said, shockingly, Dwayne Johnson has pushed hard to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40. Um, one perception just with sources, because it sounds like basically the whole plan was kept so high up, um, was that they were going to bring in The Rock to save WrestleMania. Save WrestleMania. After all the Lesnar stuff and Punk's injury. Which makes no sense because if he was, he was, he, either he was signed to do it when he arrived or this is a last minute Hail Mary because yeah. he's, because it was like, oh, because, you know, Punk's injured and Brock's gone. Both things that happened after he came in. Does the report on that one um, state whether when they agreed to the match when he came in at the board that it would happen at this WrestleMania or happen at WrestleMania just in general WrestleMania 40 they did plan it then wow because I know they pitched the idea of them doing a bespoke event in Saudi Arabia yeah yeah so that was probably and Rock discussed. said that it needs to happen at WrestleMania but it's an interesting question though whether they whether made they this went, one or the next or just a WrestleMania, at WrestleMania and but because apparently brought it forward because um, part of the Rock's deal I forgot to mention is that he's getting 30 million in TKO stock mm. and basically that's contingent on him meeting certain milestones yeah. and one of them is wrestling this year um, and basically he's gone fine I want to wrestle at Mania and I, and I want Roman Reigns and they've gone okay but Th- there is a school of thought that, that kind of bleeds into what you were saying Fraser yeah. in the sense that it could have been a Wrestlemania so it could have been maybe for the first Wrestlemania on Netflix that's what Ro- I thought they were for but with all the Vince McMahon allegations that are doing the rounds is this a really good way of you know, Bring varying some bad news. I mean, hey, look, what what has been the number one trend this entire weekend? We want Cody. What's not been trending? Vince McMahon. Either way, they've managed to push that down the um, news order of, of what people are discussing. Um, Even as what people are reading. Like, there's still lots of articles, but the Cody stuff's getting more views than the Vince stuff now. Right, and, and even... 
talent in WWE are tweeting about Cody because they can tweet about that. They can't really tweet about the Vince stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, it is changing um, the news story. It's changing the news cycle. The heat on Dwayne, the mainstream is being cut. Co- it's been covered. The the stuff about Dwayne. Um, it was in TMZ, wasn't it? It was in TMZ. It was TMZ, in TMZ. It was on Deadline. Forbes, like everywhere is covering the fact that The Rock is back and it's meant that the most recent thing in people's memory is, oh, it's The Rock's coming back for WrestleMania. Yeah. Not Vince McMahon is allegedly a horrible person. But it's not just the fact they've covered The Rock coming back, they've covered the the fan backlash yeah. from what we saw. And I know we're bleeding into February a little bit, but I think it's forgiven yeah. considering um, m- massively uh, anti-Rock sentiment online with the exception of, of a few, I think, either edgelords or trolls mm-hmm. who are just having a bit of a laugh. Um, because, I mean, point, to make the point, we the Rock Roman is a match that we want to see. We just don't want to see it at the expense of a really well-told, intricately woven story. Yeah. Which is what we've got. And that's the bit that's upset people. And I hope that there are those who are very much on the Rock Roman bandwagon that see that's where the upset is. Nothing to do with The Rock, this the moment that The Rock does something that changes this s- angle, whether we have different main events for night one and night two, feature one featuring The Rock and one not. Yeah. As soon as they fix that, The Rock's going to go back to being beloved. But for now, he has taken the shine from somebody who has been the absolute backbone of the company. Who's been there every day. Been well, there every day. Because Roman hasn't. Yeah. So like the bloke who's carried your company for the past year, part of this two-year storyline, and they've basically gone... Because it even goes back to the issues that you had in the 2010s when the full-time talent wouldn't get the main event of WrestleMania, be the part-time guys and stuff like that. And basically, we've gone... Like, as a fan, you sort of look at it and you go, yeah, the 11-month you watch it don't matter because we're just going to bring in this bloke and he'll come in and main event Mm. WrestleMania. And and Cody's basically the uncrowned WWE champion as it is. Like, he's the guy. He is their new John Cena. He is their new mainstream appeal. Like... WWE is booming right now, and in part, I think Cody Rhodes is 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 because of that. Yeah, um, like it, it, it sucks that it's um taking him out of his spot, or it appears appears that way. It has produced some great memes though. Yeah, like I saw more memes for Cody. Yeah, but there was a good one. You know Hulk Hogan's TNA theme with the music, where it's like and it's. Cody Rhodes finishing the story The Rock doesn't work for me brother <laughs> it's like <laughs> his music playing um, in, in terms of The Rock stuff what like this whole Nick Khan Ari Emanuel basically they've basically gone yep we want Rock to main event because they see The Rock as a great attraction for the mainstream and they think it'll help push positive momentum on the company basically they think it'll make them more money now as well and, yeah. it'll, and it'll help cement The Rock in WWE um, part of the only argument is it will bring in more sponsorships because we were looking at going pay-per-view doesn't matter anymore you've got the money um, but they look at it and think it is a big match but ultimately the lingering effect of this will be is where are we WrestleMania backlash how much interest is there there compared to how much there would have been if Cody had won at Mania yeah. of course you might still win what we'll essentially get onto is that um, it's becoming a little bit of a work but in terms of rocks behind the scenes things, it's been compared to what he did with the DC universe and Black Adam. Yeah. So, God, that was a fun time. Yeah. So the, the whole weird thing, of course, is Rock. It plays Black Adam, looks nothing like Black Adam, just plays the Rock in a suit, um, punches Pierce Brosnan, 
<laughs> but the Black Doctor Adam Fate character cool. is the arch rival of Shazam. Shazam. Yeah. So the whole shit is that Shazam, by this point, already established. It's meant to be Shazam versus Black Adam in like one of the Shazam, Shazam movies. Two. It was meant to be. It was meant to be Shazam Two. So the plan was to do Shazam, to do Black Adam, and then do Shazam Two, where it's Shazam and Black Adam. Hmm. So you've established Black Adam as this anti-hero villain, probably on the more villain side. And then you have them fight. Or the, or I should say the original original plan was Shazam, Shazam 2 with Black Adam in it, and then Black Adam spin off after it. But The Rock has been attached to Black Adam since about 2009, I want to say, before Man of Steel. So he's this has been a, a quote-unquote passion project for uh, The Rock. And he came in and he changed up the plan. It didn't work for him, brother. <laughs> so he didn't think Shazam was essentially big enough to Which, work with him. He's correct in terms of the DCEU. No, but why does he just elevate Shazam? Because Given the big rub, brother. I don't think anyone wants to give the rub to Zachary Levi. But, mm. Anymore. Um, now, yeah. <laughs> but, but after Shazam 1, he looked like an all right yeah, bloke. Yeah, he looked like an all right bloke. Um, but like at the, yeah, it was weird. He came in and went, I'm going to do my own film, and I'm going to make Black Adam a hero, and he's going to fight. He's going to find Superman. I'm going to bring back Henry Cavill as Superman. Which was a great move, by the way. Yes. Props to The Rock on that one. But now he's binned off again. Yep, Um, like a week after. And and basically, he wanted to basically have control of the DC Extended Universe. And Warner Brothers eventually went, nope. And they've given the case to James Gunn and Peter Safran. (laughs) The hierarchy of power in the DC Universe is about to change. Is what he kept on saying in the run-up to Black Adam. And it did. It, it's, it's just not, not with him. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's sort of the weird thing, because obviously part of this, we're looking at it go, why is Rock back? And part of it could be that he's back is because he's, he's not got many movies coming up. Mm, yeah. Cool, it's got a bit... I think the Black Adam thing has done some... Damage. Damage, unfortunately. Because it was a bomb in the end, when it didn't... Yeah. And, yeah. and it was rubbish. I, d- I watched it on the plane. It's, it's not a, very good. It's crap. <laughs> it's not very good. It, it, really it's... wanted to like it, really wanted with high expectation, and I just... He just... He's... Just like too unstoppable and just not interesting at yeah. all. So in terms of films that he's got coming out, it's Red One, which is um, a Christmas action adventure film directed by Jake Kasdan, uh, son of Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote Empire Strikes Back, I believe. Yeah. Um, so and him into the Star Wars. Universe, yeah, it so. stars Dwayne Johnson and Chris Evans along with J.K. Simmons. Callum Drift, what a name. <laughs> um, it's by his own production company, Simbucks. Oh, so he's given himself work, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, that is his, uh, Lawrence Caston is his father. Um, apart from that, he's had Fast 10, and I imagine Fast 11 when that go- enters production, but it's not the moment. Yeah. Uh, he has said he wants to do A24 films. So, oh. like, like arty stuff. Yeah. I mean, Which, I'm, I'm intrigued to see if he's got the range. I think he needs to prove himself with it. We know that Batista has, um, mm-hmm. and I think Batista's overtaken The Rock in terms of wrestlers turned actors. Yes. The Rock needs to, to prove himself. I don't think he'll do well, but... He's we'll arguably see. number three behind Cena. Cena now is probably more popular Yeah, in terms of he's Cena's got, got a bit more range. range. Um, he can do the comedy. In fact, his comedy stuff is great. Um, he's got a new one coming out with Zac Efron, Ricky Stanicki. Oh, I saw that. I was yeah. for that. That looks good fun. I, like, I don't think it's in the Iron Claw. But no, it's not, <laughs> not a comedy. That's not a comedy, no. I love that bit in, in, in the Iron Claw where Kevin Von Erich looks to John Cena. <laughs> yeah. What have I do? Um, and that's where that image of John Cena in 
Is it like stockings and heels and, heels yeah. and a mini skirt is from? Um, We've waited like, years to find out where the fuck that was funny, from. Ricky and that's where it's from. That's where it's from. Uh, Back said, to The Rock, I guess. Back to The Rock. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, The, the, the Rock really played The Rock in all of his films, and it was kind of the, that was kind of the, the fun of it for a while, but yeah. it's worn quite thin. And I think when all this stuff came out about, uh, obviously Black Adam didn't do well, and you, you feel bad for him. And then when you realise, oh, actually, no, he, he messed with it and ruined it, and went, oh, well, <laughs> ruined DC for everybody, <laughs> but I think I should have fought Superman. <laughs> I, I do also. He ruined DC, but I'm so glad he did because I'm excited about what James Gunn has got as part yeah. of this new reboot for the yeah. DCU. Yeah. Love a reboot. Just keep rebooting DC until eventually you <laughs> find until it works. Timely until it, until it works. Yeah. Keep turning it off and on again, lads. So The Rock, we think, might be partly back because there's not a lot in the lot in, the, in the calendar this year. So let's go back to wrestling that always loves me. And yeah. I tell you what, they'll love me if I'm in the main event fighting Superman. <laughs> Exactly, Roman no! Reigns. Instead, we want actual <coughs> Superman, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, exactly. We want beach blonde Superman. Um, we want Homelander. Oh, yes. Oh, he fucking is, isn't he? He's yeah, Homelander, yeah. but about the actual. About being an arsehole. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the plan. Um, as of the SmackDown, it was going to be Cody versus Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight title. Um, but in, in reality, we don't 100% know. I mean, at the time of recording, there was a press conference in a couple of days. Um WWE have turned the whole groundswell for Cody with We Want Cody, the YouTube video of The Rock and Roman's the most disliked WWE YouTube video ever. Mm-hmm. That's all turned into a work. Um, WWE have been handing out hashtag We Want Cody signs at NXT Vengeance Day and at Monday Night Raw. There was one chap who was accused of being a plant. He wasn't a plant. He was on the official Cultaholic Facebook group. Mm-hmm. showing, here I am, I'm a real person, this is the sign I made at home, and I'm going to NXT. I apologise, I didn't get your name when I was going through, but I did see you, and I appreciate your honesty, and thank you for supporting us. So it's been a mix of the two, maybe? Yeah, I, I reckon whilst I don't doubt for a second that signs have been handed out. Um, a bit that, of both. The, probably a bit of both. There was that shot on Raw of the There's We Want Cody section, Yeah, all in the same handwriting. It could have easily just been a fan who went, I'm going to write all these up and, mm, and hand yep. them out. I know a lot of it is, is legitimate groundswell, but I know that the fact that WWE lingered on those signs. WWE's in on purpose. They acknowledge the Rocky Sucks chance. Um, yeah, so they acknowledge the Rocky Sucks chance. Um, what Meltz, Dave Meltz That was reported, on Raw, by the way, the yeah. Rocky Sucks chance. Um, Dave Meltz has reported that, um, yes, they want to push Cody Rhodes to be the next Daniel O'Brien, a.k.a. 2014. Easy. But Easy. You're already there. We just Easy. don't know whether he's going to get the match this time. That's the thing. Will he get the match? And it might be Daniel Bryan 2015. Imagine that. Oh, we want you to be the Daniel Bryan, but without the good ending. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just want people to really get behind you, then we'll just bury you in the middle of the show. Because it's what they were saying <laughs> as well. As like, if this was the whole plan of him going to be Daniel Bryan, like, what, they want Rock to be booed? Yeah. I guess it's... I mean... They need to do something where... Cody earns his way into that match. So you advertise WrestleMania as Rock versus Roman. Elimination Chamber? No, you do night one of WrestleMania. Cody has to, like Daniel Bryan back at WrestleMania 30. He's got to beat Triple H. In the main event of night one, he he's got to now, beat someone. Yeah, he's got to beat Gunter. Oh, no, Omos. He's got Omos. But like, the big. obvious person would be The Rock. If he can beat The Rock, he gets into the, the match. But The Rock's not going to. The Rock's not going to wrestle twice. He'll so. tear his arm. <laughs> I guess you could do, he's got to beat, maybe not in the main event, but if he beats Solo and Jimmy and a new debuting Bloodline member. Jacob Fatu. Jacob yeah, Fatu. like he's got to face three of them in a handicap to, or a gauntlet or whatever. Yeah. to. And he gets saved by 
Jey Uso yeah. and Sammy. New Intercontinental Champion yeah. Jey Uso. He gets saved by his Kofi Kingston's New Day. Is ah, it, yeah, like that's the, yeah. yeah. So he gets the he gets the victory there, and then maybe goes into the main event the next night. But then you're not getting Roman versus Rock, and you're not getting Roman versus Cody. But we're saying with like it'll be a triple threat, which I mean it should have just been a singles match. It's a bit like WrestleMania 35 all over again. Mm-hmm. But they can still go back to Roman versus Cody again at some point. Yes, and they can still do Rock versus Roman. Maybe at 41 or something. Dude, that is where it should be. You build it a year for that singles yeah. match. Mm. And then it leads allows The Rock to have a chiller match here. It does take away a bit of the magic, though, of seeing them square off for the first time in a ring, him and, him and Roman. By making it a triple threat. By making it a triple threat, yeah. Or what you do, right, is you do what they do with all these triple threats and they take Cody out and put him from the announce table and they can have a mini match and then Cody wakes up, hulks up and wins it for America. Yeah. So you so you get the match between the two, you get the spots between the two, but Cody eventually gets the win. A bit like what they did at WrestleMania 30 when they put yeah. Daniel Bryan yeah. through the announce table. Just, just do that again. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, the, the other alternative is to do... The it was Blue Teaster. It was uh, Adam... Uh, on the three pitches that we did, Adam, who suggested you have Rock and Roman on night one, not for the title, but for the title of Tribal Chief. Tribal Chief, mm. okay. And then you have Cody Roman night two. Yeah. That so you, you have two Roman matches in a weekend, this, which this, is which is more than he'd normally do. This is the mad thing as well, though. So there's reports as well as that the Rock's pushing to win. He's pushing to beat Roman yeah, Reigns, <laughs> which they that. need to push back on. That, yeah, they're like, they, nope. Can't have him beating... Ending, the, I think if someone said the two longest modern-day WWE title reigns would be ended by The Rock 10 years past his prime <laughs> and 10 and 20 years past his prime. Because then it, it means, like, yeah, it would be massive if he if he beat Roman and held the title and then Cody beat The Rock, but that's not the story. And it mm. doesn't... We can't have that as the story. Well, the story is that Cody wins the title that his dad... And snatched away from him. Yes. Regardless of, of, of who's got it, that's I the story. don't know. I feel like he last has made year... it about trying to beat Roman Reigns because of what happened to 39. Yeah. Mm. Last year's WrestleMania meant that Roman Reigns is is woven into the story and it needs to be a case of he had him beat, he had him dead to rights, he was he was gonna become the champion. It needs to be Roman Reigns he beats. Um and if they don't do that match this year, it just means last year's decision to have him lose is even worse in hindsight. Yeah. yeah. And anyone that sort of was like, well, we'll get it. We'll, we'll get it at some point. It's like, well, we haven't. We haven't. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Speaking of K9 the dog. Oh. <laughs> As we were 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. K9 the dog. We're well done, mate. A bit more on the rock. There um, we go. And essentially, mean. not only is Rock doing all of this, and he's back on the board directors, Brian Gewirt is going to be managing his creative route to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea is that should we need a plan B, in case anything happens with other executives within WWE, they see Brian Gewirt as a, as a great plan B for to lead the creative team for a rock-run WWE creative Imagine team. the rock running WWE. How would that look? Yeah. How, what, what I'm the his, champion. What's uh, his booking like? Like, what, what could they actually produce? Um, it would be rock on top, rock IC champ, rock tag champ, <laughs> rock US champion, rock women's champion. Yeah. Um, and ooh... He, 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 Ava's he, the GM. Who's a shit Anawa? He I hardly remember. Ava. Rikishi comes back in at 67 or whatever age he is and wins something. <laughs> Ava becomes the GM of everything and becomes yeah. an executive in her own right. There yeah. you go. That's me just being mean to the rock there. But who yeah, cares? that's you're really, you're really angry over the Cody Rhodes situation. It, it was just like a, if, if Cody hadn't run the Rumble, I think I would have been fine. Yeah, what if, But it just legitimizes the Rumble again. Mm. Like. If the rock knew he was going to do this match, why not just come back and do five minutes in the rumble and win. Yeah, oh win it yeah yeah I've been fine and then it's everyone's shocked it's a cool moment yeah we're annoyed that Cody didn't win he would have like, been a good number 30 I think people were expecting Punk to win anyway yeah. so it wasn't a case of like oh well Cody's got to win this but oh, I don't know it's so infuriating but also the, I'm kind of hooked yeah. I mean, uh, oh yeah I'm like okay I'm, I'm hooked in I need, I mean, I need to know what happens wherever we go I need to know where we go it might all change by this, like by next month because Cody's tweeted today saying trust me yeah. so he clearly knows something the state of the way things are going this could all be updated by the time this podcast goes out <laughs> no. it's, just, yeah. it's quite the time so mania main... card yeah so Rock Roman maybe Cody Rhodes in there who the fuck knows mm-hmm. Seth Rollins versus who the fuck knows <laughs> um, Bailey EO Sky Bailey won the Women's Royal Rumble uh, she then turns babyface. God, long time. First time in five years, she's babyface. Uh, nice reveal where she reveals the whole time she's, she knows she can speak Japanese. She's so got, she can hear them all being mean to her. It was a really great moment where yeah. she was like, yeah, that's Japanese, guys. Like, and they were all like, oh, shit. Yeah, this guy just looks coy. <laughs> shit. It's, like, it's great. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be for the WWE Women title match. Now, this one's not official yet, but Rhea Ripley, of course, will be wrestling at WrestleMania, and she'll be wrestling Becky Lynch. That match is entirely planned. Lynch is now in the Women's Royal Rumble, uh, Royal Rumble, Elimination, Elimination Chamber. Chamber match, so she's just the plan is she's going to win that and face Ripley. Good match there. Yeah, going to be fun. I think that's, yeah, that that's definitely a winner. So it's the, it's probably the two women's matches there that they've got planned are probably two of the three biggest ones they could... Yeah theoretically yeah. have the only other one that springs to mind for me is um well actually either bianca versus charlotte or bianca versus jade charlotte's crossed I, though isn't she? yeah i think bianca versus jade cargill I, is yeah. definitely a match for the mania card i saw that out bianca <clears throat> commenting on on that which we're about to get to the rumble moments but being and it was something that i hadn't even thought of but she was like yeah i think people just want to see us whether it's opponents or tag team partners 
Give Ooh. us them as a tag team. A tag team. Jade and Bianca, while Bi- while Jade still gets used to the WWE. Mm. I'm sold on that. It's not a bad shout, but big meaty women. Big meaty women. Yeah. Nice. They, they, she, she, Jade was in the Rumble though. That was buzzing. Yeah. Sp- speaking of the Rumble. Speaking yeah. of Ella Rumbly. <laughs> Lots of surprises and returns. In the women's Rumble. In the, yeah, <clears throat> the, not well, so much in the men's. There was a whole one. But we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, so Naomi comes out straight away back in WWE. Yeah. Number two. Because yeah. <laughs> bless Natalia. It was like, oh, Natalia's number one. <laughs> oh, Naomi's there. Thank yeah. God. We've got something to sink with teeth into. And, and, this, it, and we'll get into sort of the, the TNA working relationship here because Naomi is still technically on TNA television until on Thursday, Thursday. Yeah. yeah on Impact she's uh, she, she's teaming up with Jordan Grace yeah, yeah. so I like the and, and and they've already they've addressed last week on Impact Jordan Grace entering the Rumble mm-hmm. so they've got a lovely opportunity to be very canon and go well she's back for one more <laughs> night before she goes off to WWE I love that it's pretty cool considering she's on both TV programs right now yeah, yeah. exactly yeah um, what else did we have? Our truth. This is the big return. Oh. This is brilliant. <laughs> Women's oh. Rumble. Uh, Michael Cole, he's got a weird thing with Valhalla's antlers. Yes. As you can see, our botchamania. <laughs> uh, but number 24, our truth zooms past her into the ring. Or like, I'm, I'm popping in the office. This is amazing. Gets in the ring and just probably shits himself because he lets his face to face. Where are the Jacks. guys? He says, where are the guys? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's there with Nia Jax. And then... At the same number, our true Fraser point this out, he comes out with 24 again in the men's rumble. Yeah. Thinks it's a tag match. And Dominic Mysterio actually makes the hot tag to him. And then he just takes out Gunter briefly. Do- he does a John Cena. Just the John Cena. Like his childhood hero, <laughs> John Cena. He gets a spot in the rumble like that. And just unfortunately doesn't quite finish it. No. I just thought it was really cool that in both rumbles, I'm glad they kept it. Obviously, they needed to, but 24 for both. So yeah. it's like, okay, he's made a mistake. <laughs> he's just come out in the wrong rumble. <laughs> wrong rumble. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who comes up with these sports, because if it's our truth, he's got what a so brain. many. I, I, I Get him on the creative team. Oh, my <laughs> God, yeah. Well, one thing in the rumble I did notice is they finally gave up on Kofi doing mad shit. Yeah, I, I think that was a, up a year or two ago, wasn't yeah. it? Because he, he botched two in a row, didn't he? Or three in a row yes. in the end. Well, he botched, I think it was two in a row. Um one of them, it was he jumped on the barricade and his feet touched, and then was the other the one. the chair? That was never going to work. Yeah, something like that. He's, he's meant to land on the chair. Gunter just yeets him into it. He just like, oh, well, you're eliminated, yeah. mate. Which is fair. Yeah. I think he put out a tweet that just said like, "R.I.P. or never again." Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, he was very. I think the last one might have been the Thunderdome Rumble in 2021. That might have been the last one that he that he buggered up. Yeah, I think you're. And right. Then he went right, no more, mm. no more. Um, well, so we have Liv Morgan's number 30 in the Women's Rumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Grace was in there. Ah, oh, brilliant. Cool. knockout champion. The juggernaut. She Love was, she was, was at first I thought Scott Steiner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was so impressive. <clears throat> yeah. Like, stood out in a very, very good way against everyone else in that ring. Uh, maybe, maybe the most polished in there at that point. Yeah. It's what we've heard as well is that WWE were blown away by her before. It just looked like she belonged in there. It, she didn't look out of place. No, for sure. She just looked like, it just looked like one of the wrestlers on WWE. I imagine roster. when her TNA contract is up uh, in a few years' time, WWE will be very, very keen oh, on yeah. signing her. Very good. I thought she did, she, she did herself proud. I thought she was excellent. But WWE, they saved the biggest surprise for last in the men's rumble. Andrade. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a cool pop. Yeah, no. but I just don't care. That's just, no. that, that's just me being sad. Did you think it was an underwhelming return? Yeah. Well, no, no. I thought he was good in the Rumble, but I just thought Bronson Reed's eliminated you. Yeah. 
Right. Oh, good, that'll be a good match. I don't know what they do with him. He's just a red card guy now. He's isn't just, he? he kind of came back and signed to Raw. He's going to be a baby face on Raw. I just. Uh, I wish him I, well. I don't know where he fits in. I, I can't mean, wait to be wrong. Gunter will be would be a good match. We hope I think that'd be that'd be, be a match. Hey, no, come on! <laughs> of all the matches, Gunter's had, he is. It'll be one of them. He is a good wrestler, Andrade. He, he is a good a wrestler. It's You're just, right. It's just a weird problem on a roster of good wrestlers. <laughs> like he's a good wrestler on a roster of good wrestlers. But I just look at sort of thinking, you can't be arsed, mate, can you? That's the problem. Is when yeah. can't he be arsed? He seemed arsed in the Rumble to me, anyway. Yeah, but and he seemed arsed on Raw when he came out and he was made to be a big deal on the contract signing and, and backstage. But just you may come out again. It'd be like. Yeah, he can't be asked today. He hasn't. He, someone shitted his cornflakes or something, and <laughs> it would be awful. I, I, I'm intrigued to see because we know there was a few talents in AW that felt they were bigger than the company. We think he might have been one of them. Yes, so I'm certainly one of them. Thinking he reports. might sh- have more effort now that yeah. he's uh, one being treated like a star because he had the big, the only big Rumble return for the men, and they made a point about on Raw that they were both trying to sign him to mm. SmackDown and Raw, and you know. I just think he gets lost in the shuffle a little bit. You've got so many good talents in WWE now. I think that's why you need to establish him with like a match with Gunter or like somewhere in that up. I'd like to see him versus Drew, but Drew's a bit busy at the moment. Mm. Um, but him versus Drew, I think, would be would be class. Yeah. Well, well, they've done it before, haven't they? Yeah. NXT. That exactly. Injured him. Took Drew out. Put him with Johnny Gargano again. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, that's <laughs> potentially one of the best takeover matches of yeah. all time. It's definitely like number far, top five. Top five, yeah. We love watching the Rumble at Box Park, didn't we? Oh, it was great, wasn't it? Great, yeah, great, great atmosphere. Thank you for joining us at Box Park Wembley. Thank you, Hooked on Wrestling, for Thank having you. us down there. Yeah, they were what a lovely host of that yeah. whole event. It was yeah. lovely to, to get to hang out with you guys. Probably good to hang out with Fred Ottman. Right. You Tuggers. Got, you Tuggers. Got, you got to hang out How many boats did he tug? Tugged all the boats. Tugged all yeah. the boats. You get a big tug on stage, is, did, old, uh, is, did old Freddy. Is the interview up? Is what's the? I have no idea. <laughs> you did get to chat with him at least. I had a lovely chat with him, and it was lovely to see him. Um, and uh, my thanks to Hooked on Wrestling, to Fred Ottman, and you for joining us at Box Park Wembley. We'll hopefully get a chance to do it all again soon. Yeah, hopefully Good so. times. And obviously on the subject of the Rumble, just a reminder, Over the Top Rope, uh, Fraser's documentary film presentation oh, yeah. about why we love wrestling's biggest game of the floor is lava every single year oh yeah it's the best Kevin Owens is in it Maven's in it Hornswoggle's in it Finley Martin's in it I'm in it yeah, everyone your dog's in it my dog there's a dog in it there's a dog in it mum and dad mum and dad are in it um, we had a good time Jack's in it Tom's in it I do I am in it, head's in it my head's in it it's so is my computer. It's great. Go and watch it. Um, it's on the channel right now. Pierce Graffin is also in it. Pierce is. He's Doesn't a star. A nice appearance in it. Yeah, he does. Um, Adam nice Pearson's in it as well. He is. Uh, oh yeah. He's, yes. in it. he's a Sundance. The Sundance um, kid. Kid. He's um, he's in films with his good friend Sebastian Stan. And Billy the kid. Yeah. So is he friends with Sebastian Stan? He's friends with oh, Sebastian and that. Scarlett Johansson. He never mentioned. He never that. mentioned that once, did he, Adam Pearson? He's very easy. Yeah, he's a very humble man. Humble like man. Doesn't like to talk about it. Yeah. So <laughs> check it out. We've got a Hollywood star in our video. Speaking of people who never showed up, did you know, Tom? You win TNA. <laughs> <laughs> TNA's <is> fuck. <laughs> that was a good fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, well, technically, I was in Impact. That's I've not true. been in TNA That's yet. That's true. Yeah. yeah so you can, yes, but, but I've been invited. Um, yeah, I was in Impact, though. You're right. <laughs> uh, I, I can talk about it if you want. <laughs> yeah, speaking, speaking of Impact Wrestling, 
They're dead. Oh, In total I, non-stop. I killed, killed them like the rock them. did Black Adam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In a way that in my head I didn't hear Black Adam, I heard Black Adder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it went over the top. <laughs> the rock being like, I've got a cunning plan. <laughs> it's all right, Triple H. Oh. <laughs> it just him going boom, <laughs> boom, boom. The rock was in Black Adder goes forth, and they got over the top, and he just kicked all the grenades and punched all the bullets <laughs> back. And then we won the People's War. You've ruined it again, Dwayne. <laughs> I like the idea that Cody Rhodes is Rowan Atkinson and, <laughs> and Triple H is Stephen Fry. You know, I'm picturing the rock is Baldrick. <laughs> Roman Reigns is Hugh Laurie. <laughs> no, he's, he's the Germans. There we yeah, are. Yeah. He's, he's Darling. He's Officer Darling. Yeah. He is. Hello, Darling. Hello, Darling. <laughs> That's a great joke, that is. Anyway, uh, Blackadder aside, um, TNA went over the top at Hard to Kill in Las Vegas. Yes. Total non-stop action. We discussed it in God, November. But they're officially back now. Mm-hmm. They're total non-stop action, action wrestling. <laughs> and hard to kill. Excited. 13th of January, not a Friday. So not a very good day for it. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Not a good day for it. <laughs> Still, never mind. Yeah. Um, good display for TNA. Multiple new champions crowned. Um, a new era, essentially. Moose defeated Alex Shelley. Sadness, I do like Alex Shelley. Oh, yeah. um, but then they advertised that one of the biggest signings of promotion history that was going to happen and hard to kill. That signing was Nick Nemeth, formerly known as Dolph Ziggler. And he set up a future match with Mr. Moose, where they're going to wrestle for the TNA with a title at some point. Mr. Moose. Mr. Moose. Mr. Moose. Just the one Moose, actually. Uh, I, in terms of just to, to, to touch on it, the aesthetics for Looked TNA. Looked much better, didn't they? So much better. Yeah. Felt like TNA of old. With a little yes. nod, but then a little nod to sort of Attitude Era WWF. Give me two tunnels, though. I want two tunnels. I missed that on AEW, and I missed that on TNA. I want the two tunnels. Oh, like a baby face and a heel tunnel. Hey, fuck it. Give us both stages when you like, <laughs> <laughs> on either side, which was crazy and unique, but give us it back, TNA. I liked it. Now, that's a good shout, actually, the old two tunnels. But uh, I did enjoy it. Uh, Nick Na- Nick, what did Nick Nemeth decide TNA over anywhere else, though? Yeah, so, I mean, we all the, the expectation was he'd pop up in AEW. Yeah. A bit mm. like Mustafa Rally. He said, we'll get to that soon. Um, but now he's gone to TNA. But what he said is, I had a lot of time to think in the last three, four, five, six months to where what I can do to extend my legacy, but also have an entirely different chapter, a different mindset, a different person. And I said, I really feel like I'm a wanted man because the day I left my last job, I had so many. I'm so lucky that I had so many people reach out. Not to say thank you or none of that stuff. Congrats. A bunch of people reached out instantly and said, we want you here. And I go, man, it is great to feel that. I am very fortunate and lucky that people came out. How can we get you? What can we do? And I was like, man, I'm kind of a wanted man. He keeps repeating the same thing. There we are. Fucking Nick Nemeth. Hurry up. It got me more excited and I'm back in it. I was like, I could be a hired gun here. I could take this guy out and we could run. And it's like, I'm figuring out where we could go. And I watched TNA go to Impact and then become TNA in this special moment hard to kill. Where there's a coming out party for TNA again. And I go, that could be a perfect fit. And hopefully I can back it up in the ring or then just talking about it and showing up. He's also rocked up in New Japan this month as well. So he's um, splitting his time between them and TNA. I mean, he's since had a really good match with Zachary Rentz where he had 10 elbows in a row. That was fun. Um, so, fair play to Nick Nemeth. I think My, a lot of guys have this 
very special relationship with TNA, don't they? Yeah. So many of the current WWE crop and ones that have just come through or just been released grew up watching TNA. So there's a real like emotional attachment to TNA. To, to the letters TNA and the yeah. red and yellow and the whole vibe off TNA is it was on free TV for a lot of people whereas WWE wasn't so like Will Ospreay is probably the biggest name right now that's like I was a TNA kid through and through and that was that was his dream to wrestle in a TNA ring and well we've seen it now when he was on the TV tape you know um, it's really cool really really cool the only issue with Nick Nemeth though I have in TNA he calls his finish in the danger zone though right it's the knickknack, right? Surely <laughs> you can't. Knickknack. You can't call it. Because you had, had him call it the zigzag, so we've got the knickknack. The, the danger zone doesn't fit. The knickknack. The knickknack. Why the danger zone? Is, that, is he is he in Top Gun? Well, he's the wanted man, isn't he? <laughs> what? Well, I don't know. He's the wanted man. He's just the, the highway at the danger zone. Lovely head of hair. On, on, oh, oh, yeah. The, the yeah. knickknack. The, the knickknack. knack. It's all, it just comes up with a big the bag of crisps. The knickknack, Nick Nemeth. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a wrestler? Saucy wrestler? barbecue. <laughs> Is there a wrestler called Patrick who works for... Um, TNA. I'm not going to mention the one Patrick I thought of. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Patrick so, Starr. Okay. <laughs> okay so, I tell you what. Say they hire Nick Patrick as a referee, yeah. a heel referee, and there's that bit where where, where Nick never takes him out yep. with a, with his finisher. The headline could be Nick Knack Paddy Whacked. <laughs> oh. Give K9 a bone. And then you have Rick Steiner come out and he could give, give the dog a bone. Yeah. Give the dog a bone. <laughs> 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 the knickknack. The knick Fabulous. Um, not the only new signing, uh, Dana Brooke. Yep. Ash, oh. oh, sorry. Ash by Elegance. Or as I saw it in one of the comment sections, Ashby Dillazooch. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I want to just call it Ashby Dillazooch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's go a he rocked up. Kiss the TNA logo. He hates uh, he, TNA. No, he doesn't. He, he loves doesn't TNA. He loves it. But he, he, like, he, said, he, he got on the mic and went, kids love TNA. Kids love TNA. Now yeah. he's, he's over it. He was upset for a long time, but then he realized, actually, they, they gave They're him all right. They're yeah. all right. Yeah. like him, really. <laughs> and he watched <laughs> the Green Hornet and thinks it's pretty mint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loves Green Hornet. <laughs> Shit movie that. Oh, yeah. I saw that in 3D, bit of a tantrum. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't oh, know why. How exciting. That was the trend then. 2011. Yeah. Big 3D. It was like, why? this movie in 3D there's no need <laughs> I no. hate watching 3D films now yeah. at the cinema I always choose the 2D version I watched Avatar, Avatar 3D that was it yeah Yeah. anyway anyway <laughs> um, Hard to Kill good night for the company Meltzer described it as great pay-per-view buys I forgot to put in the update um, but the final number is about 28,000 brilliant described really as good. fantastic lovely stuff um, it's the biggest, if uh, it's one of, if not the biggest pay per view since they got booted off Spike and went 2014, whatever yeah, it was. Right about that. Yeah, um, ratings wise, they got 112,000, which was according to Spoiler TV. Um, one of the best ratings I've done in a while, mainly because they haven't done anything new in a while, but it's mostly been best off shows and recaps the past few months. Yeah, but it's, it's a strong start. Um, something to build on. Basically, yeah, it's, it's now you want to keep that momentum going, don't you? Because yeah. that first that opening chapter when you relaunch as TNA, that's where you're probably going to get your peak for a long time. Yeah, so you really want to try and stay near that. There's no way you can maintain it, you want to just stay near it. I think they did a good job of, of showcasing their talents on the pay per view. I, I still need to catch up on the most recent couple episodes of, of TNA Impacts Weekly stuff, 
But it does look, for all intents and purposes, they're going, hey, this is us. We're just we're really good wrestling that you've not paid attention to. We're here to make a name for TNA again, like, and it's really cool. They're partly more Ring of Honor than Ring of Honor is now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Especially uh, like Mustafa. We're going to get Mustafa. So like, no surrender, the set of Shelly Moose in a rematch. Jordan Grace against Giselle, Giselle Shaw. Shaw. Yep. And you've got Mustafa Raleigh versus Chris Sabin, which sounds, oh, that sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> horrible. That's oh, that horrible. Terrible. I'm really glad Mustafa Ali has chosen TNA. Over AW, Because yeah. he, I feel like, will instantly be a main event guy here, whereas I don't think he would be in AW. And then we'll actually get to see him wrestle. Like, mm. he won't, it won't be cluttered, he won't be cluttered in there in a big, big bloated roster like he was in WWE and in possibly in AW. So, going there is the right choice. He's doing New Japan as well, so that'll be another thing that we get to see. Like, that, like these sort of talents doing TNA and New Japan as opposed to AW, I think it's just a good thing all around, really. It's a good thing. We'll, it? we'll yeah. get to see them wrestle more and more stars in other places. It keeps the business booming a little bit, yeah. it, it gives that extra. I guess it's, it seems like everyone that's doing TNA that's left WWE is also doing New, New Japan, Japan right now. It'll sell tickets, though, won't it? Like exactly, and you can you can get them working because TNA still do tapings. So it's like here's a month load of stuff done. Doing New Japan allows them to work extra and hopefully build a much bigger name for themselves and get more eyes on TNA. Yeah. Didn't, didn't Nick Nemeth just do GCW as well against Matt Cardone? Yes, they had, they had uh, the, the ultimate WWE dream he match did. on the indie circuit. Was it, is it WWEC World Wrestling Council of the Puerto Rico? He's doing one. that soon, yeah. So he did it. Has and he, he done it? Yeah, and he came out to his classic WWE feed. Did he? <laughs> did he? Uh, clearly not caring about copyright yeah. issues at all. He just I, came I out in the double like, entrance. I think Noah did that one that had... Um, some the, things are exactly They had RVD, they just played his WWE feed, they went, fuck it, he was yeah. like, WWE doesn't care. No, no, was it, was it Triple A or WWC that when they, they had Jeff Jarrett come out and they played Jeff's theme, but it was from the YouTube channel? <laughs> so you had like the Impact Wrestling, <laughs> Thursdays on Spike, TNA, pause. <laughs> yeah, and then... Da, da, da. <laughs> it, it was shooting Triple A. That yeah. screams Triple A, it doesn't does, it? It's yeah. very Triple A, it's very Triple A. Yeah. So Okada kissed the TNA logo and then kissed goodbye to New Japan. Oh, that's lovely, that. Like that. Um, bombshell. So this is during my week off. Um, poor Jack Atkins had to suddenly write a lot about because it's a real card. Poor Jack Atkins had to put some work in. Do some work. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Bombshell. I mean, we talked about this at the end of last year. Um, it was looking like Okada might be on the way out, but Tanahashi had been appointed New Japan president. So we sort of thought, well, because Okada had heat with the former president, Takami Obari, but that was taken care of, sort of thought, okay, well, he'll stick around for at least one more year, if not longer. And then it was, nope, Okada, bombshell, is leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling. His contract's already up, but he's going to be around until the new beginning in Sapporo. That'll be his last match, like February 24th, I believe. So that'll be his final match there. Um, And it's basically explaining it. It wasn't anything to do with sort of issues behind the scenes. Basically, what he said was, this was translated from Japanese, was, first of all, my contract was up for five years this year. It was a good time for me to think about something. When I thought about whether I would sign another contract of New Japan Pro Wrestling or whether I would look at other worlds, I thought that maybe this was my last chance. Of course, the company talked to me about various things, and I'd been thinking about it for a while. I was only recently that I made the decision. After announcing that I was quitting and going on the tour, I felt too comfortable. I wondered what that would be like. I started I started my wrestling career in Mexico, came to New Japan for wrestling, and became the Rainmaker. Twelve years later, maybe if I stay here, I can wrestle without any, any inconvenience. 
but I don't want to become the same Kazuchika Okada without such hunger. I don't want to be in a situation where I have to rest on my laurels. If I were human Okada, I would have friends here and I would be in the best environment. But as wrestler Okada, it was different. So it sounds like essentially he felt like he'd done all he had to do. I didn't want to become complacent, basically. Yeah. And he thought maybe this is the last chance I get to go and become a big star in either AEW Just to or give WWE it a go. Yeah, and make a boatload. So that's one of the things as well in terms of money aspect. The yen's been down for a while. And so the ability for New Japan to compete with AEW and WWE, even just in general how much, those, much bigger those two companies are, is, is firmly gone. New Japan's now a distant number three in terms of... The gap is so wide like in pay. The spending capacity. So if he wants to go and make a shitload of money, he's got to leave, basically. Um, Where do we think he's going to end up? Oh, so that's the big thing. I mean, January's been a mad month. So not TNA, unfortunately. No, it's not um, TNA, sadly. The, the bad month is that there was a report from Monthly Puresu, how I have yeah. to like to say. Mm. Um, but they were like, oh, yeah, NXT. You were like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that was, um, <laughs> that that was, was a weird sign. Was it Tokyo Sports? Um, no, no, Monthly Puresu. Where not only is he going to WWE, but he will begin by going through the NXT system, which... Yeah, Chase you. Yeah, Okada and Chase you. you. I'm actually, I'm, I'm all right with that. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Um, um, but the purists were not very happy. No, but it since come up that, that AEW is a far likelier destination. Um, the, we don't quite know about the talks, but it sounds like talks between WWE and Okada have been, they've been there, but been minimal. Mm. Um, but he's so familiar with AEW. He's got um, the Young Bucks there, who he's very loyal to, because of how they sort of helped him out while he was in TNA. Kenny Omega's there. He's now friends with Brian Danielson from their duo of matches. Yeah. Um, and Tony Khan's a huge fan of Okada. And the report was that Okada is essentially AEW's to lose. Um, Money-wise, AEW have bid more than WWE. Um, WWE essentially looking at it and going, if he wants his WrestleMania moment, he's going to sign with us. There's, there's no he's need for us to, to outbid yeah. AEW. So that's basically it. He's, it's AEW's to lose. More optics with AEW. Like he already knows the people there. He knows that style. He knows that audience. He's got a big fan in Tony Khan. He's got friends within the roster. And also, it doesn't mean he has to say completely farewell to New Japan because it, yeah. there's working relationships between both sides where he can pop back with WWE. I doubt that would be a thing. Like you locked into us now. Yeah, this is where you will stay. We saw, excuse me, with Nakamura getting to work Noah. So we could maybe see something there, but I think the AEW side of a complicated so that would be the thing. Exactly. And plus, that's yeah. one match in a in a WWE career in how long? Ten years? Like one sniff? Seven or eight, yeah. One yeah. sniff of a match? Nine for sure. Yeah. So it's not like it'd be a, a semi regular occurrence. I would like to see the chaos. Two thousand sixteen, he signed. Christ. Uh, I'd like to see the chaos of him signing WWE. Oh, but same. Also, but I think I'd much rather him in AEW just. Because well, he's, it's going to still be Okada, and he's still going to get to wrestle the same. Um, I just worry that he, he would get lost in the shuffle. He needs the debut as a main event guy. I think and the best spot for him was New Japan Pro Wrestling. No, yeah. he's done it all in eight. He has, but he could help the next generation come through. I said it to you. I think he should beat Joe for the belt if mm. he signs. And I know you you disagreed and said it I should be Swerve. Swerve. However, how about both of those ideas? Okada beats Joe. And then Swerve beats Okada. Okada. Okay. And then that's an even bigger win for Swerve. That's Th nice, that. I like that. And you still give Okada that title belt, but he doesn't get it for too long. Give yeah. it, given to like Forbidden Door, he loses to Swerve. Because I think a really big thing they could do as well is like him and whenever, if or whenever Kenny Omega returns, 
just, just have them wrestle and have them team together. Mm-hmm. Give me more of that. It's been a while. Yeah, put them in the tag division. Yeah. As long as it doesn't get lost, because, and we'll talk more about this in the next month's one because it only happened in the last day or so. Got a lot of wrestlers. Um, yeah, uh, Bushi Rhodes, uh, Bininoff, Rossi Ogawa from Stardom, yeah. uh, the founder. Uh, there's, there is allegations of contract tampering and stuff like that mm-hmm. where there was, there, and there's allegations that he was trying to move people around to other promotions and Tony Khan. To, to, his, to his own promotion. To his, his own, own promotion. promotion. He's apparently going to set up. And Tony Khan was very upset about this and was making posts about it online because as it's come out, apparently um, it, he made it very difficult for Tony to work with stardom talent that he wanted to hire. Because yeah. poor Tony Khan, he's got no wrestlers that he could possibly call upon. He desperately needed those stardom wrestlers yeah. and it's ruined all his plans because he has no other wrestlers he can use ever. Jesus Christ, Tony, play with the toys you've got. But we all <clears throat> like more toys. Yeah, we do. Tony loves more. Tony Play with the toys you've got. I've got so many PlayStation games, but I always want a new one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you are the Tony Khan of PlayStation so, games. Yeah. You really are. I think Okada's AEW. That goes to that yeah. question. And I love the idea of him being the top guy that eventually hands it over to Swerve. When That's a lovely he, bit of booking. When do I think he turns up? Uh, Revolution. Revolution, yeah. March 3rd. If you could, because you've got... That's the landing site for Will Ospreay as well. You could easily begin Okada's... Uh, AEW campaign by having Will Ospreay come out for a mystery opponent it's Okada That'd I thought you cool. could do that with Moxley yeah I think Mox oh, will be the one that the matches with then it keeps Osprey and Okada for further down the road when there's a story that people that don't have to have watched AEW uh, watched New Japan to to really really understand and get all the details of it Oh, um, like Wembley yeah Revolution for sure in a perfect world I would have done a have them run a, a, a show in Japan and that's where you debut him. And so yeah. you get his home audience going... And we've got, he thought well, he's a big deal, isn't he? Yeah. And then the whole audience that watches AW goes, oh my God, this guy is is massive rather than being in the middle of nowhere in America. Arkansas. And mm. Yeah. It's I all thought you were really like... annoyed at my idea there, but you were just hiding a yawn. <laughs> no, sorry, I was hiding a yawn. <laughs> I was saying it, and I saw you going, <laughs> I was just desperate. I don't know which is more offensive, me looking angry or me death looking stare. bored. Yeah, it, was the, it was the death stare that I got. Um, but yeah, I think some, rather in the middle of fucking nowhere in America, uh, that debuts Okada, do it in, in Japan. I don't think buttfuck Illinois are that bothered about Okada. I think yeah. that that would have been nice, actually, a Japanese debut for... We're not going to get it, but it's still cool to think about. Still very cool to think about. Uh, what a what a beefy girthy one we've oh had so God. far. When we're not quite there yet, nope. because it is time for some of the more curious clicks that you have been uh, partaking of on cultaholic.com. Sometimes some articles catch the imagination and do our algorithm the world of good. And they may not necessarily be the biggest stories on the planet, but we like to shine a light upon them here in a segment that we have lovingly called. Kids love. So this week, Aiden Gibbons, kids, of course, being the cultaholic.com readers. Not actual uh, children. Not actual. Not I actual. mean, they might, might be, be as well as not. not instead of. No. Uh, so for Aiden Gibbons, uh, the tribal editor in chief of cultaholic.com, kids love. Hulk Hogan being unable to pass a WWE physical. So <laughs> You never know. <laughs> in the run-up to the Rumble, Hulk Hogan was teasing he was going to be in the Rumble. The Hulk, we all sort yeah. of went, no Hulk, no Hulk, no you're not. <laughs> and then it was, there was just a little bit of confirmation afterwards that Hulk Hogan, if he ever did have a WWE physical, would not pass a WWE physical because, believe it or not, 
His body's ruined. It's fucked. <laughs> yeah. I think he's had like 23 surgeries in the last 10 years. Something like that. He walks with a cane now. Yeah, he's got a cane. He can't get, it. He can't get his leg up for a big boot, surely. Hey, they could have done the Pat McAfee spot. Yeah, they could. <laughs> no, because he, he can't get over the top rope. Can't get over the top rope. He'd have chucked Omos out at least. Hogan would have done. <laughs> just by his mere presence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just uses the force to stare at him yeah. or something. But the fact that he said that on WWE television did get us all going, Surely not. They're yeah. going to put Hogan in the Rumble. Yeah. yeah. And there was a big part of me that thought, they're just going to put Hogan in the Rumble, aren't they? They wouldn't. He, he could say that on a random podcast, and that's whatever. It's just Hogan with bluster. But in a WWE, WWE produced bit to go, I might have one left in me. You never know. Mm. Like, they're not going to put Hogan in the Rumble, are they? <laughs> and it, it, because it's like his last match isn't particularly worthy of Hulk Hogan's career. It? It's a TNA house show in Manchester. <laughs> in a six-man, I think it's, it's him. how he always wanted to go. Bobby Roode is in there. Yeah, it's him, Sting, and Kurt Angle. The Bobby Roode's in there. I think Bully James Ray. Storms. I think that's what it is, yeah. yeah. Whatever mashup of a team you get from them. But yeah. that's it. And yeah, Hulk Hogan, that's how his career ended. Not a bang, but a whimper. Yeah. You never know. Uh, but you never know, maybe WrestleMania 41, The Rock versus Hulk Hogan free. Oh. That's what kids will love. Kids love. Hey, talking of kids, kids love. love. WWE making Triple H's major announcement early. <laughs> mm, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we've had a lot of shit this month. And this one's gone completely under the radar, basically. But towards the start of January, Tri um, Triple H has got a major announcement. The rate they had a Peacock preview special of the year, mm. and the, the announcement was going to be just the Money in the Bank location. It's in Toronto. Um, not a particularly major announcement no. personally, but. They're trying to make every single premium live event feel premium and doing these announcements help yeah. by being like, guys, this is coming to this city. It's not just a case of tickets are on sale as a small lower third on Raw. They are actually making each... And it, Kevin Owens said it in, in the interview that for the over-the-top rope thing. We didn't include that quote in it, but he says that it's not just the Royal Rumble that feels like a massive deal. Now, every premium live event has a... is, is a major deal. Like, they're stayed, a lot of them are stadium shows now. And... Mm. That's, you know, I think Money in the Bank in Toronto is going to be in a, a larger arena. I think it's in the, the big one, Scotia Bank. Yes, it's, so it's in a big arena. You know, you've got, we've got Bash at Berlin. We've got all these other ones. So they're Backlash trying to make, France. Backlash France. They're trying to make them big deals. And I think major announcements like that help in that sense. But WWE made it 12 hours early. They <laughs> <laughs> just, just put out the press release. We all went, right? Is that it? Like, it was like, yep, that was it. We're like... What did we think it was going to be? TNA, brother. That was the rumor online. Was it that, that it was going to yeah. be a TNA? Because it was a, it was a signing or something. But the announcement happened as TNA was starting, or it was meant to happen as TNA was starting. So people are going, hold on a second. That's TNA. Then they've got a major thing happening at Hard to Kill. Could we have some sort of agreement between the pair? Obviously, it wasn't. But then in the Rumble, we've had some TNA talent and TNA acknowledgement. So maybe. Um, we will get some more of that, but it looks like we're not at the moment. They're giving each other cheeky winks. Cheeky mm. little winkies. Kids love. love rumor killer on falling out between MGF and Tony Khan. So Another one that went under the radar a little bit for me. Yeah, so this one came out, like, the article got published about an hour before the Rumble, and people were like, fuck the Rumble, want to read this. <laughs> yeah, um, of course. And I think, it, I think it came from Boozer on Twitter, or maybe another Twitter account. But Better it, wrestling experience. Yeah, there, there was just random speculation that Tony Khan and MGF had had a falling out, and MGF might be WWE bound. And we all sort of went, well, we know he's signed for a while, so... That's rubbish. <laughs> and then it was, is there been a falling out? I was like, no, nah, he's just been on holiday and now he's just done a movie. 
there was um, they're, they're perfectly fine if you're listening please forgive me but there was someone that spoke to me at the Royal Rumble watch party hooked on wrestling who was going on about MGF right and he says that he's put he put money on MGF being in the Royal Rumble oh no um and then I think we had a, a little chat where I was like you know his, in, his injury's legit he can't be in the Rumble and they're like he's like out for a year they're like ah. Oh, Fuck! <laughs> like, put oh. money on it. So I'm sorry to who, whoever that was. I, I can't remember your name. Already. Fred Ottman. Fred Ottman. Yeah. <laughs> he was this really tall guy. That, ooh. <laughs> I've heard he's Cody Rhodes' uncle. He should have really had the inside scoop. Should have, yeah. shouldn't he? When the yeah. fun stops, stop. Yeah. That's what I'd say next time you try and put some money on MJF. But they're friends. There, they're all pals at the palace. Yes, they're all. They're all having nice hugs and <laughs> Brian. Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Come on here, give me a hug. <laughs> <laughs> MDF's like, where the fuck's that devil, Adam Cole? And Tony's like, don't worry, I miss him so much. Had a voice break there. I was like, I was 14 again. God bless you. Yeah. And fine, Alamo. Kids, Kids love. love Rick Boogs ending his pro wrestling career oh. following his WWE release. Kids don't love the end of Boogs. Boogs. I did like Boogs. Yeah. But you always get this thing when people are released where they either continue outside the company or they just quit. Just done. And he was just like, nah. Done. I guess it's like that was his only real time in pro wrestling, wasn't it? Rick that was Boogie it. He was like, like an athlete coming in, basically, wasn't he? Yeah. He was on the I remember him doing the NXT Coconut Loops as Eric Bugenhagen, and everybody was going, "This guy's really good." Yeah. Then he was Bugez. Then he was Bugez. Yeah. Then he was back to being. Then he was Rick Bugenhagen. Yep. And, and then Rick Boogs. Then Rick Boogs. Then yeah. And then Vince went. Hey, he doesn't need any gimmick. He can just be a big lad in a in a singlet. And if anything, he was worse than because he was better. But he was a big lad in a singlet with a with guitar, long, with yeah. long hair and a Freddie Mercury mustache. Yeah, and a guitar. Yeah, he was. Despite that, he was very much a, a Vince guy. And it's an interesting said, chasm of detail when Vince was removed because everybody went, "Oh, thank God! Now the creative can be good." But then there are Vince guys who have been absolutely lost in the shuffle because. Vince loved them so much they were in a highly yeah. thought of position like your Austin Theories and R your Rick Boogs. And Riddick Moss who also Riddick got released. Mm -hmm. um, Omos is probably the big one. Elias. Yeah, Elias. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's been off as well. Bless yeah. him. Bron Breaker for a bit but I think Bron Breaker is, has come back round again. He, he's real. Bron Breaker's had a weird development in the sense that Maybe pushed not not too soon because he had the aura, but his mm -hmm. in ring work hadn't quite caught up. And now, but the in ring work, you're like, fuck me, this guy's like Goldberg and Scott Steiner on steroids. He's really good. He's really yeah. good. He can wrestle. He's got just an aura around him. Like you could be massive. He's excellent now. Mm -hmm. He's so good. Like in, I thought he, he, I thought in the Rumble he looked magnificent. I thought that's the, the tag match and the, the one from. Do. There was also a joke as well. It was on um, like a Fightful Select report, but it was saying the camera crew was just like, fuck me, he's hard to keep up with when he's running them ropes. I mean, he must hit his head off when he bounced into the yeah. ropes at Vengeance Day. They were too loose, weren't they? Yeah, something yeah. about it, but yeah. also just the speed that he was going at. For, for, for Boogs, though, what does Boogs do next? I guess he's he, a cool guy. So um, he's going to be a cool guy. Yeah, yeah. Just the, play guitar. The, the dole. I go back know. to being the old Spice Man. <laughs> The old, he's, I mean, he was the old Spice, he's an old Spice. So just go back. I mean, he's probably got a career in in his comedy bits online that he, yeah. he used to do. They got him signed in the first place. He can work with Ed, Ed Sheeran. Oh, there, yeah. there, yeah. there we go. There we go. Fantastic. He has done it as you have as well. We've made it to what was an eventful January. Yeah. Um, February looks just as eventful. <laughs> 
Oh, man, what a, what a road to WrestleMania this is, is so far. It's quite the journey. Uh, thank you for joining us for the January month in review. Uh, Aidan Gibbons, anything you'd like to plug or shout about? Just keep going to the website. Yeah. If it goes down, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we are working on it. And hopefully Kids it'll be love 504 errors. Yeah. Uh, Fraser Porter, so the documentary. Of course, yes. Want to plug the documentary, the, the, the Royal Rumble one. Why is the Royal Rumble? special kevin owens maven dylan postal hornswoggle a lot of good names in there we got to chat to and it's a little, it's quite personal as well we go back we go back home and uh, and relive my childhood memories of wrestling um so go and watch that really want to get some eyes on there but also we'll have a new um i think we'll have a new worse there's a new worse shows out on the channel a few went up a few weeks ago but about the royal rumble as well so a lot of rumble focus from me this past month so go and check that one out uh, we've got Gabby Tuft coming up uh, to do Desert Island Craps. Gabby Tuft, who you may know uh, previously as Tyler Rex. Uh, Gabby Tuft transitioned a few years ago, and she's recently got back into a wrestling ring, so we talk all about that. That's on Des that's, uh, Desert Island Craps coming up very, very soon. I'm also chatting, I had this confirmed, not long before I came down to see you gents, having a chat, finally, overdue with AJ Francis, oh, yes. hey. a.k.a. formerly Top Dollar. Uh, we meant to catch dollar. up, meant to catch up just before Christmas, didn't quite come together, so we're back on the books and uh, we're going to be chatting uh, his work with TNA, his stuff Lovely. with Joe Hendry, a bit of yes. rapping. His oh, fuck, I forgot he's in TNA he's now, isn't he? Cheese It's Champions, AJ Francis. Yeah. yeah. We did the whole TNA segment and forgot to mention Top Dollar. Well, don't worry. We'll, Sorry, we'll, we'll, we'll mention it soon. He'll be, he's, he's there. He's there in it as well. Uh, and, of course, for the very latest wrestling news, uh, check out cultaholic.com. If you follow us on Twitter, whenever an article goes up, just reply with, thanks, Aiden. Kids love this. Kids love this. <laughs> yeah. If you think it's something that your kids might love, then let us know as well. Send it to the book. Every click helps. <laughs> Every little helps. Kids love at cultaholic.com. <laughs> <laughs> Try it. See what gets, see what, see what bounces back. Uh, for Aiden Porter, for Aiden Gibbons, for Tom Campbell, uh, I, we have been Cultaholic. We'll see you later. Aggregator. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.